Yo, sometimes life calls for a change. Not fake, just different. It'll show you a different way. And right now, I'm on to my different way. I can promise you this is the same span, but the reporting is over. I'd like to welcome you to the Mr. Span Official Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Mr. Spin Official Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Spin. This is episode number 22 of the, well, not the report, because we're not doing a report no more. This is episode number 22 of the show. And uh, yeah, man, it's been a week since the last time I talked to y'all, man. And uh, we've been on a little bit of a roll these last few weeks, man. So, uh, you know, shit has been working out in a little bit that way. But, uh, you know, we, gonna, we, got, we got a lot. We got a lot to cover. <laughs> we got a lot to cover. So much so that I don't even want to, like, kind of go into the whole, like, all the things that we got to cover, right? But what I do want to do is get is let you guys know how to get in touch with us over here at the Mrs. Ben Official Podcast and let your voice be heard, right? So one of the things you can do, well, a few of the things that you can do is you can go ahead and hit up that hotline at area code 313-288-0485. There's area code 313-288-0485. Leave us those voicemail messages, and, of course, those messages will get played here and responded to here live on the show. And if you're watching us here live on YouTube and or Facebook, you can call that hotline right now while we're doing the show. And you can chop it up with your man span at area code 313-288-0485. Also, leave us an email at feedback at the span report.com. That's feedback at the span report.com. Go ahead, leave us those emails. And of course, those emails will get read here and reply to here live on the show as well. Uh, follow me on, uh, let's see, I've still got a Twitter account for the time being. But follow me on Twitter. Instagram and threads, man. I'm mostly on threads right now, man. Threads is really like starting to like grab a hold of your boy. But like Instagram, Twitter, and threads, my name on all three of those platforms is Mr. Underscore Span. So you can go ahead and follow your man span and chop it up with your man span throughout the week. Also, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and or Spotify, man. iTunes and or Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Those five-star reviews are the ones that get right here live in the show. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. It doesn't cost you a dime, just a couple minutes of your time. To let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the Mr. Span Official Podcast and the Span Report Podcast Network in, in its entirety, right? And also, uh, go to our website, man, www.thespanreport.com. You can go there. You can watch replays of the show. You can donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And, of course, we really do appreciate every dime over here at the Span Report Podcast Network and the Mr. Span Podcast, uh, the Mr. Span Official Podcast specifically, right? And uh, also... If you're listening to us via Spotify, I need to make I need to make this clear. If you're listening to us via Spotify, man, you can we have polls available on Spotify. We have uh, questions and answers available on Spotify. Uh, you can leave us responses there on Spotify as well, man. So uh, we really appreciate everybody who like contributes in that way because again, I don't want this just to be a monologue. This is a discussion. Right, this is a discussion between me and the fam, and I consider if you're listening to your boy Span, this is fam. So, like, yo, man, if you go ahead, hit up Spotify, hit up uh, iTunes with those five star views, but also 
contribute to the polls and contribute to the questions and answers. And also, if you're watching us on YouTube, man, you can leave those comments on YouTube and we'll reply to those YouTube comments as well, man. Um, you know, like I, I, I select those though, right? Because you know, niggas on YouTube is wilding, right? Niggas on YouTube be wilding, man. You can't just be like highlighting everybody on the YouTubes, man. They be out here on some bullshit, man. YouTube comment sections are pretty much cesspools. I know I'm a 13, 15, 20 year YouTube vet, nigga. I know. Right, they says poos. So, yeah, man. But if you're leaving us comments in the YouTube on the videos and whatnot, man, we will highlight those comments. We will reply to those comments if they are respectful and if they're like you know decent enough, like if they're further in the conversation, right? So that's what that's the most important thing. We want to further the conversation. And so, uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. And those are the ways you can get in touch with us here at the Miss Man Official Podcast, man. Real talk, but uh. Yo, man, um, before we get into the show, I got a few thoughts, man. Uh, uh, it's been a while since I had a few random thoughts, man. It's like some things I've been thinking about over the course of the week, man. You know, just things that kind of pop up into my brain every now and again. And we used to do these all the time when I was doing uh, the, the span report, right? Um, but one of the things I was thinking about was this, man. So uh, there's a really good uh, soul food spot. In Detroit, man, it's called Motor City Soul Food, man. I really fuck with Motor City Soul Food heavy, man. Um, if I ever wanted to go get like you know some turkey and dressing, and it wasn't Thanksgiving, nigga, I'm going to Motor City Soul Food, and they got it popping for you, right? And they smother pork chops up, mm, magnifique. Real, real talk, real talk, real talk. But um, every now and again, I go into the Motor City Soul Food, man, and uh, one of the things that's like kind of bothering me, man. And I, I didn't really, I didn't realize how much it was bothering me until like I, I saw it happen more than like one time. As a matter of fact, I heard, I've seen it like happen about five or six times. And uh, I gotta say this, man, to my people in Detroit, when you go to a soul food restaurant and you're ordering food and you ask for the roast beef, when you really mean pot roast, could y'all stop doing that shit? Roast beef and pot roast are not the same. I never forget, man. I didn't know that they actually had pot roast available at the Motor City Soul Food because all these niggas was in there calling it roast beef, bruh. Like roast beef, you know what I think about when I think about roast beef? I think of Arby's, nigga. Arby's sells roast beef sandwiches, my dog. Like that's, that's what's happening. You go to Arby's and you ask for a roast beef sandwich with the cheese or whatever. For those of you who go to Arby's, because I don't know a nigga who really goes to Arby's all that much. I really don't know nobody who I've I've had Arby's once in my entire fucking life. I'm 43 years old. I've hit Arby's once, right? It's known for the roast beef. I don't know many niggas who go and get roast beef sandwiches. You know, I'm 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 from the I'm you know, and I'm gonna say this, right? I've been in Detroit for a long time. Most of the niggas that I know don't eat roast beef sandwiches. They, you know, if they do, they keep it quiet, right? The niggas in Detroit that I know fuck a corned beef sandwiches, right? Corned beef is they shit. Like you go to Miss, you know, back in the day, if you was, you know, you know, really going back, you go to Mister Fufu's, right? Mister Fufu's is no more. But right now you got like you know bread basket and you got uh uh Mister Corned Beef, you know those sorts of spots. But like when I think of roast beef. I think of Arby's. So it's bothering me that so many of my Detroit folks, and I'm going to need my Detroit folks to like kind of own this one. Y'all got to stop going into the soul food spots, asking for the roast beef and the rice and the candy yams when really you mean the pot roast, the rice and the candy yams, man. Please stop doing that. Please stop doing that. Just for your boy. 
I, I, I would appreciate that if y'all would. So, hey, hey, y'all got that roast beef? No, nigga, they don't have roast beef. They got pot roast, nigga. It's pot roast. Pot roast. <sighs> Didn't realize how much that shit bothered me until just now. Yeah. But that's what I was thinking about, man. Excuse me. That's what I was thinking about. Now, another thing I was thinking about, man. Um, You know, I live and work in and around the Detroit area. You know, I, I get a chance to see a little bit of everything, man. I get to see uh, some of the rich folks and how they live in. I get to see a lot of the middle class folks and how they live in. And I get to see some of the like the, the people who are like, you know, down on their luck, man, and how they live in, man. And I, I, I see a lot of a lot of shit, man, like in my line of work. I, just, I see a lot of shit. Like one time I went to this one house this is like a couple of weeks ago, man. And Buddy um, said he had a little water in his basement, right? And um, he ain't have a little water, man. His motherfucking like shit stack in his house is broken. So every time he flushes his toilet, it just drains out into the floor on his bathroom, on, on his basement floor. It's shit, like shit and toilet paper all over the basement floor or whatever and he wanted me to light his water heater and i was like no nigga just no no yeah but um one of the things i've been thinking about because you know there's so much like development happening in the city of detroit there's so many things happening and people are moving back here a lot of the folks who did the white flight thing are kind of moving back into some of these neighborhoods and whatnot like they they're uh they're they're up in the property values of a lot of these places right and one of the things i was thinking about i said not this is this actually was what really like kind of brought this into my attention was like i had to work in the neighborhood as a matter of fact I had to work on the very block that my great grandmother uh, used uh, used to have a home, right? And uh, it was like the, like the house we used to go to when there was like holidays. If it was Easter, if it was Christmas, if it was Thanksgiving, I, I remember this house when I was a kid. Like I remember great, you know, my granny when she used to like make fudge, and like granny used to make the like the the best fucking fudge. I remember all of this stuff, right? But what I didn't remember. Was a whole lot of white folks being over there, right? <laughs> right. I did not remember a whole lot of white folks being there, and so um, I had to go over there and work. And one of the things that I noticed was there was like a lot more white people in the neighborhood, right? There's a lot of white people. They were jogging, they were walking dogs, they had headphones in their ears and shit. They were just like out, right? Like in the neighborhood, just like, yo, you saw them walking dogs and jogging and like just, just strolling and shit. And I'm here to tell you niggas, man, real talk, real talk. If you see white people in your neighborhood walking, strolling, walking dogs, jogging, getting their morning run in at about six o'clock in the morning when it's still dark, the rent about to go up, man. rent about to go up man real talking if you own your house your taxes about to go up too <laughs> right that's just what it is i'm seeing it a lot in and around uh the detroit area man like folks are moving closer and they they coming back to detroit i know a lot of people who are not around who are not from this area who don't know much about this area they laugh at the idea that detroit is on a comeback like, there's a lot of people moving back into the city. There are places where, like, you can buy a house for $250,000 and seven houses down. That next house is $750,000. It's happening like that in Detroit. So, follow my folks. Hey, man, be mindful. You see the white folks walking around, jogging, walking dogs, 
just know the rent about to go up. And if you own your crib, the taxes about to go up. Just know that, man. Just know that. Something I was thinking about. Real talk. Um, another thing I was kind of thinking about. Um, you know, there's a saying, right? That people talk about all the time. They'd be like, yo, man, I was born at night, not last night, right? And um, I get that. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the ways in which people say, like, I'm I'm not stupid, you know. But one of the things I really want y'all to understand is this. Uh-oh, my phone is going off somewhere, and I can't even find my phone. Where is it? It's somewhere close. <laughs> and I don't even have it. Hey, stop. There it is. There it is. It hurt me. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, so, uh, you know, uh, People say that shit all the time. Like, yo, I was born at night, like, like not last night. And I'm here to tell y'all, man, I know some of y'all was born around October and shit, you know. And we know what's happening in October. It gets dark early in October. So, like, yeah, you were born at night, but that's only because at night is because it get dark at, like, 5.15 in the afternoon and shit. Like, right. If you were born in July, nigga, it would just be, like, late afternoon. But because you, you know, you didn't show up until October, nigga, it was pitch black. <laughs> and daylight savings time kicked in, and so you was born at night, nigga. That don't mean you're not stupid, though. <laughs> that don't mean you you could still be stupid. You know what I'm saying? You could still be stupid, but you were just born at five fifteen on one of those October nights and shit when you could have been born in July, and you know maybe you would have been premature. But 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 you'd have been born in mid afternoon. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's one of those things I was kind of thinking about, man. But yo, man, those is. Some things I was just thinking about randomly and shit, right? So, um, yeah, man, we got our random thoughts out of the way. Now, um, we do have some listener feedback to get into, man. Uh, it's not a whole lot of listener feedback, but um, we we got a couple different things that we need to get into. So, one things first things first, uh, we got a comment from our last episode. This comes from uh, Reggie J ninety nine, and Reggie J says, uh, "Hey, Span, I've been trying to email you. Oh, so this is Reggie." <laughs> this is Reggie. Reggie says, I've been trying to email you, but I keep getting sent. It, they, they keep getting sent back. Is something wrong with your email? Hmm. Shit. I don't know, fam. I don't know. I might have to check up on that, but I appreciate you letting me know. Uh, he says, anyway, that's not why I was reaching out. Uh, you talked in this episode about how people were uh, people around Trump. Wait, 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 wait. You talked in this episode about how people around Trump were starting to turn on him and become state witnesses. Uh, however, it doesn't seem as though it's having that much of an impact on his level of support. We all know he was uh, really entrenched based on he has a really entrenched base of voters uh, who will vote for him, who will support him no matter what. But what do you say to the voters who say things aren't that much better under Biden? Uh, that there that these wars were started under President. Uh, wait, 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 wait that these wars were started with president Biden, with Biden as president, uh, that there aren't any stimulus checks being handed out anymore. And then when you have rappers like Lil Wayne, Ray J, Sexy Red, and others saying we need to, oh, there's more, uh, saying we need to get Trump back in office, especially considering how old Biden is going to be if he were to win another term. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. Um, if I got you correctly, <laughs> if I got you correctly, you're asking me about, uh, you know, by, uh, Trump having, you know, some level of support despite the fact that he's been indicted and people are flipping on him and other and uh, and also 
uh, why Biden isn't being this. Oh, okay. So, okay. Okay. If I, if I got you correctly, why is president Biden not as popular as Donald Trump? Right. Despite what's going on with Donald Trump. And also how do you explain the way that these rappers such as Lil Wayne and Sexy Red and Ray J and others are talking about how they need Trump back in office, especially considering how old. But OK, I, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. So here's the deal. Right. Um, I think I, I spoke about this a couple weeks ago when they were talking about Sexy Red, talking about she needed Trump back in office and all these other things. And and some of the stuff that you're talking about in this comment here, I feel like I already kind of like spoke to. But honestly, real talk, I think, you know, what's happening is uh, folks need a civics lesson, man. Like there's so many people who I, I'm not sure how much civics is being taught in school anymore or American government. However, they name the class now. I'm not sure how they talk about this stuff now. Right. But um. When you have people like a Lil Wayne or Ray J or Sexy Red talking about how they need Trump back in office for some of the things that they're attributing to Trump, I need people to understand how their actual government works, right? So you talk about the stimulus check thing, right? Uh, people attribute that to Trump. However, um, if you go back, if you think about, if we go back, we, 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 we could rewind back to 2020, and we can see who was in charge of the legislature at that time. And it was the Democrats who was in charge of the legislature at that time. So I need people to understand the differences between the, uh, the legislative branch, the executive branch, and the judicial branch of their, <laughs> of their federal government, right? So the, the, the legislative branch, the House of Representatives mostly, have the power of the purse. No money gets spent in the United States government without the approval of the House of Representatives. They are the ones who have the control of the budget of the United States, right? Not the president, not the Supreme Court, the judicial, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the, the legislative branch has control of your government, right? So when those stimulus checks came out, guess who was in charge of the, uh, who's in charge of the, the House of Representatives? Who had the legislature at that time? It was the Democrats, man. That'll be a monkey's bare-assed uncle. It was the Democrats. And also, also, let's keep it up. Let's, 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 let's throw this out, uh, this other thing out there. Donald Trump actually held up fucking stimulus checks being sent out because Donald Trump wanted people to believe that he was responsible for them getting these stimulus checks. And also, he held these checks up because he wanted his name on those checks, right? So some of y'all could have got that relief before y'all got them but the only reason you didn't get it before was because donald trump did not want those checks going out without his name fuck them kids fuck the kids yeah he was saying fuck your kids despite the fact that you needed that money <laughs> right despite the fact that you needed that money so understand they're like, you can say that, like, yo, we was getting these checks up underneath Donald Trump, but, yo, it was the Democratic legislature that was enabling him to even allow for those checks to come out, right? The other part about it is this. Um, you know, some of the things that they're talking about, like, yo, these wars didn't happen under, uh, un uh, under Donald Trump, right? Um, I don't know if they have 
like this this is when you know like people don't necessarily have the geopolitical education that they really should have hey man i don't know if y'all know this or not donald trump wasn't controlling whether or not people went to war or not the only people that donald trump has control over whether or not they go to war would have been the united states donald trump has no control over what happened and what's going on right now with uh with uh between israel and hamas donald trump has no control over what was going on between ukraine and russia had no control over that shit whatsoever but i will tell you this one of the things that got Donald Trump indicted, uh, I'm sorry, not indicted, impeached the first time was because Donald Trump was trying to withhold aid to Ukraine because he wanted dirt on Joe Biden. So it had it been left to Donald Trump, Russia would have just been able to run Russia out over the motherfucking Ukrainians and yo, they, that would have been it, right? Now, I'm not, I'm not one to say whether or not that the United States should be, you know, should uh, should 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 be sending aid to anyone, right? I, I feel as though, like, yo, if it's a if, if it's a just cause, then damn it, we should be helping because we are the richest nation in the motherfucking world, right? We are the people. We hold ourselves up as number one in every fucking thing, despite the fact that we ain't number one in everything, right? However. Donald Trump was trying to get dirt on Joe Biden because he knew that if he could get dirt on Joe Biden, then he, <laughs> that he could possibly win his next election. And he used Ukraine to do it. He was willing to put a whole, throw a whole, a whole nation under the bus for his own selfish gains, right? And so when I see people talking about, yo, man, if we had Trump in office, X wouldn't have happened. This wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have happened. It just makes me like it, 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 I know that they don't really understand how their government works, man. I know that they don't understand how their government works. And, you know, we're looking, we're in a period of time, man, where, like, we don't have room for the bullshit. We really don't. We don't have room for the bullshit. We understand, like, it, I, I also need people to rep, remember what was going on when we were, like, in 2020 during like Trump's presidency and shit when people were losing jobs, the unemployment was going up and we were in a pandemic and people were locked down in their homes. Now I know a lot of y'all would attribute that to like, well, the Democrats are the ones trying to keep us locked down. It was the Republicans that was out here letting us go out here and live free. Well, they was out here living free and fucking dying. They was out here living free and dying, bro. It was Republicans out here talking about some, yo, grandma and granddaddy should go ahead and get a life for the economy. Do you niggas remember that? I do. I was on this mic talking shit then. I'm going to be on this mic talking shit now. Right? So I need y'all to be paying attention to what's actually happening. Not so much about the sound bites, right? Because one of the things I need y'all to really, 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 like, understand, and, like, I, I want to drill this down. Republicans, for all of my life, most, I, I'm 43 years old. Republicans, for all of my life, have been running on the idea and running on the premise that government doesn't work, right? And then they go into office. They go into office. They get elected. They run on, they run on this premise that the government doesn't work. They get into office, and they try their damnness to prove it, that government doesn't work. As a matter of fact, um, shit, let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. This is a prime example of what I'm talking about here. Let's see. Let me do this here. And uh, let's uh, let's let's do this. Let me play this video because 
this is a prime example of what I'm talking about. And let's see. Uh, all right, here all we right, go. Republican from Texas joins us now, Congressman. Speaker Johnson says avoiding a government shutdown is his top priority. May I ask if it is your top priority, Congressman? Also, I need you guys to understand. A government shutdown shuts down the Social Security checks that goes out. A government shutdown stops your postal service from working. A government shutdown stops uh, any sort of like uh, public assistance or aid going out to your families, right? So that means WIC. Uh, that means uh, SSI. Like the, these things shut down when the government shut down, right? I need y'all to understand who's responsible for that sort of shit. Well, good morning, Stuart. I'm, I'm going to tell you, my top priority is trying to honor my commitment to the constituents that I represent. And that starts with uh, actually doing what we said we would do, which is cutting spending, reducing the size of government, making sure that we focus our defense on actually killing people. Another thing I need y'all to remember before I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to pause it so much. But uh, another thing I need y'all to understand, the Republicans gave uh, millionaires and billionaires a huge tax cut under Donald Trump, right? So anytime you hear a Republican talk about, yo, we don't have the money to spend on these 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 uh, these these programs. I need you all to understand the reason why we don't have the, the money to spend on these programs is because they've cut the taxes, which would have been the money that could have been spent on these programs. They cut the taxes for the millionaires and the billionaires. Right. So because they cut the taxes for the millionaires and the billionaires, they say, oh, we need to be conscious about our spending. No, nigga, you need to tax the motherfuckers who are making the most money. Right. I and I got a personal gripe with this shit. I, 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 I spend I, I, I pay more taxes than Donald fucking Trump, bro. I spend more taxes. I before I get my check, nigga, I swear to God, I am paying. I live off 60 percent of what I make. 40 percent of what I make goes towards taxes and my benefits, mostly taxes. Meanwhile, millionaires and billionaires are able to get away with not paying much of anything. And you talk about the government not having the amount of money that they need to fund these programs like WIC, like the SNAP program, like the SSI program, and all these other things that like these government subsidies that most people like, like the, those in need need. The people who have the most to contribute to that aren't contributing their part. So Republicans are responsible for that, not Joe Biden, not Barack Obama, not Democrat Republicans. I need y'all to understand that. Well, okay. blowing stuff up rather than becoming a social engineering experiment and securing the border of the United States. And so, look, everybody shares the goal of making sure that the priorities of our government are funded properly. For example, our men and women in uniform receiving paychecks, but not uh, to the expense of our using the power of the purse to hold the administration accountable. So we'll see what happens. Again, the House of Representatives has the power of the purse. I told you that. That happens between now and November 17th, but Speaker Johnson has a lot of work to do to get appropriations bills done over the next two and a half weeks and to set the table for an actual debate in front of the American people about making sure we take our country back and stop spending money that's driving up inflation, killing our economy, funding all manners of, a, of world engagements, and continue to leave our border wide open for exploitation by terrorists and all, all manners of dangerous individuals that can harm us. Well, reading between the lines, it sounds like you are a holdout again. And that uh, you are quite prepared to shut the government down. You are, aren't you? 
Yes, well, you are. Uh, let me just say, you uh, are. well, let me say, Stuart, Stuart, the question here is, do you believe that we should continue to fund a United Nations that literally just stood with Hamas? Should we continue to fund a wide open border that is endangering my constituents where people are dying from fentanyl? Should we continue to fund the World Health Organization and all of these leftist organizations and rags that right now, buddy, think he cooking. Like right now, buddy is like running down this list of like these Republican talking points that they drill down into Republicans all the fucking time. Buddy think he cooking. And it's weird because this is on a Fox business channel where they're also kind of like, you know, they're, you know, they, they, they kind of buy into a lot of this bullshit too. But at the same time, it's like, yo, man, listen, 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 listen. A government shutdown is coming. And you might be responsible for yet another government shutdown. You know who's going to get get blamed for that? Republicans. And this guy on the left is like, yo, man, that ain't the move. And you sound like you're trying to get that move going again. That ain't ain't the move. That ain't what we need. Meanwhile, the guy on the right is one of those Republicans who has campaigned on government doesn't work. And now he's proving it by not doing any motherfucking thing. Our ability to have healthcare freedom around the world. These are questions that we should be answering and continuing a continuing resolution of a bloated one point seven trillion dollar spending bill that's driving the inflation that you report on every single day, dealing with the market conditions and the problems in our economy because our government irresponsibly spends money. No, I'm not going to blindly saddle up and say, sure, let me write another blank check for all of America to wonder what their leaders in Washington are doing. But I do remember was it three, four weeks ago? The, yep. the House Republicans rejected a deal that Speaker yep. McCarthy had worked out because he said it wasn't good enough. And we had three weeks where we didn't have a speaker and the Republican Party was embarrassed up and down the wazoo throughout the entire country. That's what we had four weeks ago. Are we going to do well, the same remember, again? Well, remember, Stuart. Yes, you're going to do the same thing again. <laughs> yes, you're going to do the fucking same thing again because that's what the fuck they do, man. That's what the fuck they do. So, Reggie, when you ask me about how people talk about Joe Biden and whether or not Joe Biden is doing the things that they need him to do, I need them to understand what's happening on the other side, that the people that they think are on their side are not. They never have been. These people do not come to the government trying to serve the people. They come to the government trying to serve their fucking selves. That's it. There's some self-serving assholes, bruh. The Republican Party has been this my entire fucking life. I'm 43 years old. They have been this my entire life, man. Right? And I need people to understand this, man. They govern on the idea that government does not work. And then they go to government and then try to prove themselves correct. Right? This is what they do. This is what they do, man. So I, I, I like I, I need folks to understand. Hey, man, like your 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 president, you know he he signs the you know the 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 the, the bills into law. Your fucking uh, legislature, they they present the they they present the bills that are to become law. Your uh your fucking judiciary are the ones who interpret the law, right? It wasn't fucking. Uh, it, it wasn't Joe Biden who got rid of Roe versus Wade. It was the Supreme Court, a Supreme Court who the last three Supreme Court justices were named by Barack. I'm, I'm sorry, by Donald Trump, and they got rid of Roe versus Wade. So if you're in a situation where you need some reproductive health care needs, 
it's not Joe Biden's fault that you can't get that. It is the Supreme Court led by Republicans that is the reason why you can't get that. And I need people to understand that. This is why, like, I, I, I feel like this. I feel like this. Um, I feel as though too many people are listening to folks for entertainment purposes when it deals with political issues, right? And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. We're going to talk a little bit about that later, but let me pull this down. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's what we got going on, but I appreciate you Reggie for writing in. Uh, I'm gonna check on that email shit later, but I appreciate you for writing in. I hope uh, to hear from you again soon, man. Real talk. Thank you so much for writing in. Now we got some poll results from the last few episodes that we did. Um, and I, 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 you know, I had like kind of forgot about them, but like, yo, so like we have been talking, uh, you know, getting off the politics shit for a second, but we have been talking about like, so is it rude for people to be on their phones the entire fucking day? And the reason why we brought this up was because, you know, you had that, uh, that viral video with the late young lady who was talking about like, she was too good to go to the cheesecake factory and all that other shit. Right. And, um, you know, so we got our poll results back and it, like the poll, the question, and this is from our Spotify poll, right? So if, for those of you who want to vote, vote on Spotify, right? But um, the question was, is it, is having your phone out for an entire date rude? And it wasn't just as the, the, the cheesecake factory lady. It was the, also the, the girl with the 48 oysters and shit, right? But uh, yo, a hundred percent, a hundred percent of people say, that yo, if you got your phone out for the entire day, it's fucking rude. And I, I, I appreciate y'all, man, from the bottom of my heart, because I be feeling like yo, I'm a little out of touch because I'm a little older guy. Like I'm, I'm feeling like yo, I'm aging out of the cool shit. Like real talk, <laughs> I'm aging out of the cool shit. But for the fact that y'all like yo, man, yo, you got your day, you got your phone out the entire fucking like really, that's what we doing. I appreciate y'all, real talk. But yeah, having your phone out for the entire day is rude. Now, another poll that we had up, and this had to do with uh, Deion Sanders because Deion Sanders, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about Deion a little bit later on tonight, but um, Deion Sanders had lost to, uh, I believe, like the Oregon Ducks or something, like 42 to like six or some shit like that. They got blown the fuck out. And uh, the question was, uh, do you believe that the University of Colorado will win a national championship with Deion Sanders as coach, right? And the poll results are uh, 33% of the folks who voted in this poll said no. They do not believe that the Colorado University of Colorado will win a national championship with Deion Sanders as coach. But 66.7% of the people who voted in this poll believe that Deion's going to win a national championship. It just will not be at Colorado University. So we're going to see, man. We going to see, but uh I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man, real talk. Now another uh another one of the polls that we had was uh and this had to do with the fact that uh Donald Trump had been arrested. He had been he got his uh his mugshots uh placed up, you know, on social media and everything else and people were, and, and a lot of the Republicans were saying that they're like, "Yo, I believe that Donald Trump is going to be uh, reelected as president because, you know, black people are going to get behind him because he's got a mugshot and they can relate to that, right? So I put the poll out 
on Spotify, and a and I asked folks, I said, what percentage of the black vote will Trump get in 2024, right? And the results are um, 33.3% of the folks who voted in this poll said 1% to 5% of people will vote for Donald Trump, right? And uh, 66.7% of the people who voted in this poll said, nigga, please. <laughs> Negro, please. Black folks ain't feeling motherfucking Donald Trump, which is my goddamn point when we were talking about it on the show. But, man, I appreciate everybody for voting in these polls, man. Like I said, we do the polls on Spotify, man. You can vote in those polls if you're listening on Spotify. And, uh, yo, man, that's one way. That's a, yet another way for you to get your voice voice heard here on the show. Now, we got some comments here uh, on the in, in the chat room. Let me go ahead and pull up some of these comments here. We got ER Black. He says, I feel like YouTube fans cling with the reception because you out here serving truth juice. Hey, man. Appreciate you, bro. I try to. I try to, man. I try to give everybody the real, man. I ain't trying to get nobody no bullshit. If I'm giving you some bullshit, bro, real talk, I need to hang it up. I need to hang it up. Uh, another comment we got here in the chat room. Uh, it says, uh, and then we get this from Dwayne Johnson. He said, and Donald Trump's tax plan also made taxes for the working class. So listen, bro, when I look at how much I make and I look at how much I actually bring home, Nigga, I want to cry every fucking time. Every fucking time. <laughs> Real talk. Like, why do they get so much? <laughs> why do they take so much? I just, I'm a, I'm a hardworking man, man. Like, if you had to go into that basement where the dude had the shit and the, and the toilet paper on the basement floor, bro, you'd be mad than the motherfucker to see 40% of your check just gone after you had to deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, I appreciate you, Dwayne, for uh for writing in, man. Real talk. Thank you uh for contributing to the to the conversation. Now, um, we're done with our listener feedback. At least, you know, if you if you're leaving comments, of course we're gonna uh promote those comments here on the show. But the listener feedback portion right there is done. Now, um, uh, one of the things I kind of want to talk about is uh we were talking about uh, politics is entertainment, right? Politics is entertainment. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up was because, uh, you know, we were talking about Donald Trump being, you know, leading uh, Joe Biden in some of the polls. Now, it's early. It's early. Like, yo, we don't vote for another year. Right. We don't vote for another year. But um, Charlemagne the God is uh, he had a, a guest spot on The Daily Show and he, you know, he did his long story short, you know, portion of the show where he was talking about some of the reasons why uh, he believes that Joe Biden is behind Donald Trump in the polls. And so because he's talking this shit, I want to be able to like, you know, tell y'all why I believe that Charlamagne the God doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. So let's go ahead and play. Let's play this video. And then we're going to analyze this. Check this out. God damn. It's amazing how often Joe Biden has to walk things back, considering he can barely walk forwards. <laughs> so voters, especially progressive voters, have seen Biden give up or get overruled. To be fair to Biden, not on everything, though, like student loan relief. The Supreme Court said he couldn't do it, but Biden's been finding ways because that's how much he cares about bribing young people to vote for him. But yeah, that's one way to fucking frame it. <laughs> right that's one way to fucking frame it that biden doesn't give a shit about student loan forgiveness he's figuring out ways to get it despite the fact that the damn supreme court is like trying to scuttle but his whole shit this like yeah let's frame it as this he's bribing young voters although young voters aren't the only ones 
Who has student loan debt? Nigga, I'm 43. I've got student loan debt. I've got student loan debt. I'm not young, bruh. <laughs> right? My daughter is college age. I'm not young, bro. I still got student loan debt. So the fact that he's even trying to frame it this way, kind of bullshit. But again, it's politics is entertainment. On too many issues, he's rolling over. Now, say what you will about Trump. You might not agree with any of his policies, but you've probably noticed he fights for them. He even fights for the ones that are stupid as hell. Sinks, toilets, and showers. You don't get any water. I call my people, environmental people, why are we doing this? Because when you wash your hands, it takes you five times longer. You know, the water's not coming. You got soap, you can't get it off. You go into the shower, right? You turn on the water, drip, drip, drip. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times. 10 times, right? 10 times. Bob, Bob, not me, of course, not me. But you, him. He's... He's so dangerous, but so entertaining. Uh, Trump's the only president to get his daily... He said he's so dangerous, but so entertaining. And that's part of the problem. So many people are, like, really looking at this as though it's just purely entertaining, not realizing how much this is an actual... How much of an actual effect this has on our every fucking day lives. Charlamagne to God doesn't exactly uh, help <laughs> in that matter. ...intelligence briefing from everyone poops. Okay. <laughs> the point is, that's why many people like Trump. He fights. He's not going to let something like congressional red tape or judicial rulings or even the Constitution itself stop him from getting what he wants. The man fought to stay in power after he lost the election. Who does that? <laughs> Gangsters. <laughs> and America's got a thing for that gangster shit. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want the president to break the law or stage a coup to get what he wants, but voters are attracted to strength. So long story short, if Biden... Voters are attracted... Uh, uninformed voters are attracted to strength or what they perceive to be strength, right? To act as though D Joe Biden is a shit president because Joe Biden actually recognizes the law. <laughs> right? Joe Biden understands and recognizes the like the actual restraints that come with the fucking presidency. Donald Trump tried to overturn this fucking government, bro. And you're on here talking as though Joe Biden is the problem. This is the problem that I have with motherfuckers like Charlemagne getting on TV, getting on the radio, talking politics, when really he's talking about politics as entertainment, when really it's not fucking entertainment. This has an actual, this has an actual effect on everybody's everyday lives, man. We don't need politics as entertainment. I need motherfuckers to be informed. And if you're not going to inform people, get the fuck out of the way, bro. Real talk. If you're not going to inform people, get the fuck out of the way. Charlemagne the God is one of those people who are standing in the fucking way. Bottom line, stop listening to this nigga because he don't know what the fuck he talking about. He can't even tell you why things are happening. He's like, yo, but you know, Trump is entertaining. Who gives a fuck if he's entertaining? Nigga, what does that mean for me for real? For real. Stop listening to this nigga, man. But. I'm going to let it finish. Biden and the Democrats want to retain power in the next election. Stop telling us how much you are not like Trump. And maybe in this one way, just one way, start acting like gangsters. Fight like... 
We don't need niggas to act like gangsters. We need to do. We need motherfuckers to do what the fuck they say they're gonna do, and that's it. We don't need you to be a gangster. We need you to do what the fuck you said you was gonna do when you got elected. That's it. That's all. We don't need this bullshit entertainment shit. I want, you know, I really want to go to like, you know, Joe Biden's house and have a beer with him. You know, like he seems like a really swell guy. You know that that, that fucking Barack Obama man. He's really fucking cool. You know, I feel like I can go to the hood with him. Fuck all of that shit. Vote for people who have your best interest at heart, who are actually interested in doing the work. Fuck the optics. Fuck the entertainment value of it. Hey, man, what are you going to do for me? That's it. Fuck the all, like, like this gang. Politics is entertainment. We don't need that. Like hell on the things you care about instead of rolling over and throwing up your hands. America wants a president to fight for them the same way the Alabama Riverboat crew fights for each other. <laughs> and if you don't understand that, to quote President Biden, you ain't black. All right. All right. That's enough of that bullshit. But we got some comments here. I see some comments coming rolling through. And uh, let's see. We got Courtney Reed in the chat room. And she says, uh, 100%. Appreciate you, Courtney. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is in the chat room. He says, uh, <laughs> let's see what he's got. He said, facts, 100. I appreciate you there. And he got another comment here in the chat. Uh, Dwayne Johnson says, uh, acting like gangsters. <laughs> exactly, bruh. Exactly. We don't need nobody like that, man. We just need you to do exactly what the fuck we need you to do when we elected you. It's not about being a gangster. It's not about entertainment. It's politics. We just need you to do what the fuck we need you to do while we elected you. And like sometimes because so many people do not understand how their actual government works because they don't understand that. If they understood how the government works, they would understand why there's only so much that Joe Biden can do. And then they would be putting pressure on some of these other people, like their congressman, like their governor, like their mayor, like their state senator, like their state congressman. Like, like these are the people that you need to like put pressure to to actually get the things that you need in your in, in your immediate vicinity, right? It's not just the president. And if we had more people who were more educated on how the government works, they would understand that. Unfortunately, far too often, social media dictates what happens legislatively. That's why you start seeing so many Congress people on Twitter saying stupid shit. That's why you start seeing Congress people and senators on YouTube saying stupid shit because they understand it like, so many like and I I this is the, another part. A lot of Republicans have like made it a point. They have made it a point. Hey, we don't want these motherfuckers educated, but if we can like give them some talking points to kind of follow behind, we might we might be all right. And if they're legislating by fucking comms and not legislation, then come on, bro. Come on, bro. You get what you deserve. You get what you deserve. And we got one more comment here. Dwayne Johnson in the chat room. Dwayne Johnson says, um, the Daily Show went from Trevor Noah to Charlemagne. Went from sugar to shit real bad. 
Indeed, but you know what, man? I, I they're doing the rotating host thing and shit. You know, um, I, I, I think that has something to do. I think they had uh, what's that dude? Uh, Mehdi Hassan, who was supposed to be the host, and then um, when real talk, they should have had Roy Wood Jr. Roy Wood Jr. had like he really should have been a host of uh, the Daily Show, and so they're doing this rotating host shit. But like the fact that Charlemagne is one of the people that they had hosting this show is like, come on, bro, what the fuck are y'all doing? I get the the uh the, the the pop culture aspect of it, but the political aspect of it, man, get the fuck out of here, man. But that's that's what they got going on, man. But that's that's one of the things we got, you know, going on tonight here on Miss Pan Official, right? So now um we got another let me let me go ahead and uh, you know I'm I'm highlighting my boy, but you know, yeah, gotta put that down. <laughs> and Courtney Reed, yes to Roy. Absolutely. Roy Wood Jr. Real talk. He should have been the host of the Daily Show. Real talk. Um, now, another story that we got here uh, going on. And we're still on some political shit. So, you know, it's going to be political heavy. But we got some other shit going on. If you stick around, we got a lot of shit going on. But um, so we, we, we're we talking about uh, some, some of the, like, the political nonsense going on, right? And one of the things that I think is political nonsense going on is the fact that Cenk Uger from the Young Turks is running for motherfucking president. Nigga. Yeah, man. So uh let's just go ahead and like let me let me let me play this shit here, man, because uh Chank believes that he should be the goddamn president of the United States. Or 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 Chank knows he's not gonna be the motherfucking president and he's doing this shit as a goddamn vanity motherfucking play. All right, so let's uh Let's see what the fuck Cenk is talking about. Here we go. Particularly involving Cenk Uger, presidential candidate. There is some news from New Hampshire. We will get to that in our interview with Cenk in just a moment. But first, a full disclosure to some of you who may think, wow, this is a little bit awkward. Um, yes, I have worked for Cenk and TYT for the last two years. I've been friends with Cenk for a lot longer than that. And I have publicly and privately endorsed his presidential campaign and volunteered. So why the fuck would anybody? What? This is what I mean, man. Like, politics is fucking entertainment sort of thing. But at the same time, it's like, yo, you've got your friend and the people that, and the person that you actually employ and pay interviewing you about why you're at, why you're running for fucking president. I don't know anybody who is interviewing their boss about, hey, man, you want a bigger job. And they're going to give them a hard hitting motherfucking interview, bro. Where does that happen? Where the fuck does that happen? But okay. Anything to help his effort. Uh, however, uh, for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to take off that hat and put on the hat of straight news journalist and ask all the tough questions, including some adversaries. Also, we're not listening to this nigga for 30 minutes. I'm just letting y'all know that right now. Adversarial ones that I would ask of any candidate, including one who was in the position that Jenk is in now. So with that, let's get started and welcome Jenk Uger to the program. Jenk, thanks for joining us. Thank you, David. All right, Jenk, uh, there's news out of New Hampshire. You're getting a hearing this Thursday from the Election Ballot Law Commission. Uh, what does that mean and how significant is this to your campaign? Yes, uh, so what we've done is uh, we're filling out all the normal forms to get on ballots in different states like Nevada and New Hampshire. We've been on time, we've followed every guideline there is. 
And so far, those two forms have had some version of language of you need to be a natural born citizen to be on the ballot. Now, we believe that that is incorrect. The FEC has already ruled that you can run as a naturalized citizen. The question is left up to the Supreme Court as to whether you could serve as a naturalized citizen. So hold up. Let's break this down. This motherfucker is running in the Democrat, or he's trying to run as a Democratic candidate for the presidency of Europe. The, uh, for president of the United States. He is not a natural born American citizen. For any, for any of us who have actually taken a civics class, you know that you can't be president of the United States unless, of course, you are a natural born American citizen, 35 years of age or older. So why the fuck is this nigga wasting our goddamn time? <laughs> Niggas. What the fuck is he doing, man? As a Democratic candidate, Cenk Uger is running for president as a Democrat, knowing goddamn well he can't even run as a Democrat or, for a, or as a Republican for any fucking thing, especially president, because he's not a goddamn natural-born United States citizen. What the fuck are we doing here? This has got to be some of the most self-serving, some of the most self-serving political bullshit I've ever seen in my fucking life, man. Now, mind you, the Young Turks who have been like, you know, real big Bernie Sanders supporters and shit like that, um, they believe that, especially Shank, he's really been out here talking about, you know, President Biden is is damn near guaranteed to lose to Trump. How is you running for the nomination for the Democratic Party helping helping Joe Biden in any motherfucking way other than other than to help yourself and your little and, and your YouTube outlet, right? How does that help you other than fundraising for you and your YouTube outlet? Make it make sense, bruh. Make it make sense. The question is left up to the Supreme Court as to whether you could serve as a naturalized citizen. And we're going to make the argument to the ballot law commission in New Hampshire that they should not make this decision. The courts should. And we have an excellent legal argument for that that we're going to unveil at that hearing on Thursday, 10 a.m. in New Hampshire. And I'm, you know, from my perspective, I would love as many uh, people who are interested in this campaign to show up there in, in Concord uh, at this uh, at the ballot law commission hearing um, uh, as they can um, at 9:15 a.m. is when we're going to gather, and then at 10 a.m. is the hearing, and uh, and we're going to argue to get me on the ballot. And if we win that case, I would be the first naturalized citizen on a presidential ballot ever. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, real talk. Fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Because this is a colossal waste of time, bro. This is a colossal waste of time. And this goes into the idea, and this goes into the point that I've been making about politics is entertainment. Or not only that, right? You got a bunch of folks on the left 
who uh, unfortunately don't believe that, you know, Donald, uh, I'm sorry, that, uh, that Joe Biden is, uh, you know, up to the job, despite some of the things that Joe Biden has been able to accomplish with, you know, getting a black woman on the Supreme Court, whether it be uh, passing the CHIPS Acts, whether that be uh, passing the infrastructure bill, you know, which creates jobs all over the motherfucking country, which has been keeping us out of a goddamn recession, which has been keeping like the like the GDP continues to go up. Like all of these things, excuse me, all of these things that, you know, we, you know, we fight for on the left. It's not enough. And I get it. Right. Like Joe Biden has um, not exactly been as uh, as strident as a lot of folks would like him to be on the Israeli uh, Hamas war, right? And I saw some shit from uh, I forget the, the guy that looked like Bamani Jones, man. Uh, I forget my man's name right now, <laughs> but he was talking about how. Here in Michigan, with there being so many uh, Arab Americans here in the in, in the, like the Detroit area, especially in the Dearborn, uh, in in the city of Dearborn, which has the number one like uh like the 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 top amount, Dearborn has the highest concentration of Arab Americans in the United States, and he was talking about how like yo you know they don't believe that like five Arabs is gonna like uh, vote for you know Joe Biden because of like his stance on. Uh, was going on between Israeli uh, Israel and uh, Hamas and the Palestinians and things of that nature. Like, like understand, man. They're like all of this shit on the left. When it comes to like how we, I, 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 I think we get into some of the like these these micro these because we have such a large coalition. Because we have such a, a large coalition of people to get together. They're like sometimes, yeah, we got these 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 groups that we we, we want to keep them together, but like yo, know, these these other things that are going on, and like we can't keep everything everything at the same time. However, the alternative, the alternative, is not what you want, right? And I see a lot of people. I, I I've seen this a lot of man. You can't shame me, man. Like you know. Donald Trump, you know, like you, like you know, they 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 can't scare me into thinking that Donald Trump is bad. Like, yo, did you see what happened the last time these niggas lost a legitimate election? Did you see what happened? Like, even if we were talking about like Arab Americans not voting for Joe Biden, what's the alternative? Especially those Arab Americans who are Muslim. When Donald Trump was in his first in his first term was talking about, yo, we need to you know have a Muslim ban and we don't need any more Muslims in America. Or he's talking about like, yo, if you don't, uh, if you don't like our religion, as though the United States of America has an official religion, we do not. But if you don't like our religion, you are not welcome here, right? We don't have an official state religion here. But that's the alternative, and the reason why Donald Trump is the alternative is because Republicans have, by and large, said, "Hey, this is who we backing." Think about Chris Christie and all these other motherfuckers who are polling like less than ten percent. Donald Trump has got like fifty percent the whole the whole way in the Republican not, uh, primary. Think about that, man. Think about that. So the fact that you got people on the left like this Jane Uger motherfucker, like this Dean Phillips guy or whoever the fuck who nobody's ever fucking heard of, like honestly, ask yourself why are these niggas getting into this race at this point. Ask yourself that. What are they what are they trying to accomplish? 
because they know they can't win. Nobody knows who the fuck they are to that degree. So what are they doing? Same thing with Cornell West. As much as like Cornell West is like known, but nobody's like voting for him in numbers like that. And he's and he knows that. He fucking knows that. So what are they doing? Why are they doing it? Where are they getting their funding? Ask yourself that. Where is the money coming from? Ask yourself that. Real talk. But yeah, man, Chank Uger, Young Turks, running for fucking president. The fuck out of here, bro. Like I said, we weren't going to go, like this nigga said, half hour. We're not, we not doing a half hour fucking Chank Uger. Fuck out of here. Uh, we got some more <laughs> we got some more comments here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dwayne is saying, uh, like, Chink was once a Republican. I'm not surprised, man. I, I, I think I heard that some years ago. But I, I'm not surprised whatsoever, man. Real talk. And uh, Courtney says in the chat room that uh, he's a progressive version of Alex Jones. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far. Like, I mean, I've I've heard Chink say some things that I agree with. I don't know. I don't know if I would go as far as Alex Jones. However, this shit right here, nigga. This shit right here, nigga. Hey, man, this is a vanity play all day long, and we need to stop letting these people like. Fuck with us with these vanity plays. Real talk. We know it's at stake, man. Right now, it's democracy or nothing. That's what's at stake. That's what's at stake. And we need to be like, we need to operate in those terms, man. We need to operate in those terms, man. Real talk. But I appreciate your comments. And uh, yeah, fuck the Young Turks. I don't know if I, yeah, what the fuck. But yeah, we got that going on. Now, um, another thing. Politically, another thing politically that's going on. I know we're talking a lot of politics, but, you know, it's, it's, it's been a lot of shit happening politically. You know what I'm saying? And I, 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 I pay attention. I pay attention. So another thing politically that's going on is uh, Don, um, not only is uh, Mike Pence then dropped out of the goddamn presidential race, man. Nigga. Yeah, man, but not only that. <laughs> because y'all see trump is a goddamn entertainer man um donald trump says that uh mike pence should endorse his ass man yeah man so let me uh let me go ahead and play this here so y'all can see what the fuck is going on here check this out Back home, the race for president taking a turn. Former Vice President Mike Pence suspending his campaign. He says his campaign never gained the traction it needed, especially with a crowded primary field being dominated by support for former President Trump. Mr. Trump wasting no time saying Pence should endorse him. He should endorse me. You know why? Because, because I had a great, successful presidency and he was the vice president. He should endorse Hey, so he should endorse me, despite the fact that my people were saying hang his ass not even 10, 10, 24 months ago. Yeah, my people were saying hang his ass, but you know, he should endorse me though. <laughs> like, really? <my> <laughs> hey, he should endorse me despite the fact that my people were saying hang his ass right outside the goddamn Capitol. Well, Trump and other Republican candidates spoke at the Republican Jewish Coalition meeting in Las Vegas Saturday as part of another campaign stop on the trail. Yeah, that's funny, man. 
That's funny. Mike Pence dropped out of the presidential race. But here's the thing, though, right? I'm trying to understand why the fuck Mike Pence was even running in the first place. Like, real talk, why was he even running in the first place? Like, did you not know, nigga, that, like, even people in the Republican Party did not like you? Like, they did not like you. And they was, out, they was trying to hang your ass outside of the goddamn Capitol, bro. Why was you running? Why would you do that to yourself? This is like the longest fucking exercise in futility in the exercise, like in like in the history of exercising in futility, bro. Like I, I, I really, 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 I couldn't understand. Like, why would you run for president? Considering, like, what what lane did you have? Right, like, like what lane did you really think? What what lane did Mike Pence really thought he had? running for president especially consider hey bruh it's especially if we let's take let, let's just say, say say for instance that the charlemagne the god political analysis was correct let's just give him that if that was correct why would those who said hey you didn't ride for trump hard enough Despite the fact that you was a, like a, an obsequious motherfucker, that you didn't ride for Trump hard enough, therefore we gonna vote for you as president while Donald Trump is still running. How does that work, bro? How does that work? How do you like like make that make sense in your mind, right? Like. I mean, it's like one of those things where, like, yo, you got a fly in your hair, but you don't feel the fly in your hair. Like, and it's on national TV, but you don't actually know that the fly is. Like, how do you make this shit make sense in your brain that running for president against the dude that you was president, like, you was his vice president, and the nigga had people saying, like, yo, hang your ass. They want to kill you, bruh. They don't want to vote for you. They want to kill you, man. How are you running for president? And then the, the tripped out part about this is Donald Trump like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the motherfucker, the motherfucker should endorse me, man. Like, <laughs> niggas. This is funny, bro. This is like a stupid nigga sort of, like, that's a stupid nigga sort of thing to do. Real talk. But uh, <laughs> Mike Pence dropped out the presidential thing and whatever else, right? And real, like, if, we, if we're talking like Republican primary, um, a lot of these other ones should probably just say fuck it, right? Like I, I like I think it's a foregone conclusion that um a lot of the people who vote Republican now vote Trump, and um you know some of these other people who are trying to make themselves a viable uh, alternative are really just like nobody believes in them, and the reason why nobody believes in them is because they are all people who supported Trump before. Nikki Haley was his goddamn UN ambassador. Chris Christie was one person who uh, not only, I mean, he campaigned against him the first time, but then like afterwards he endorsed him and then he started uh, prepping this motherfucker for debates. Vivek Ramaswamy is trying to be Trump without being Trump. Like all of these motherfuckers are trying to be the end, like the, um, they are trying to be 
the imitation version of the thing that they are trying to beat. And it makes no sense, which is why they can't exactly like vanquish this dude because nobody fucking believes them. Nobody believes you, dude. You're running against a dude who you thought did a good job the first time. Nobody believes you. And this is why, like, like the Republican primary at this particular juncture is a goddamn joke because nobody believes that you believe that you will be a better, like, alternative to Trump considering the fact that so many of y'all supported this motherfucker to begin with. Nobody believes you. And that's why y'all polling so fucking low, bitch. But, yeah, man. Got that going on. I'm sorry for that. But uh, <laughs> let's um, let's see what else what else we got here. Okay, okay, we gonna come off the politics a little bit because we've been politics heavy this show. Um, let's see, let's see. Dwayne's in the chat room. He says Dwayne Johnson, Vivek Ramen. <laughs> hey man, you will not you will not besmirch the reputation of ramen noodles in that way by associating them with Vivek Ramen Swami. I will not allow that here on Miss Span Official. I would not allow that, man. You can't be doing that shit here, man. Real talk. But uh, let's get away from the politics a little bit, right? Let's get away from that shit. And um, let's talk about the fact that Toyota, man, Toyota is actually raising the wages of their workers, man. They are raising the wages of their workers. So let's see what the fuck is going on with Toyota. Let me uh, pull this up. And let's see what they're talking about, man. Let's what they got going on. This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. We knew this would happen, but we didn't know it would be so quick. Just a few days after the UAW reached a record deal with the Detroit automakers, Toyota is boosting the wages of its non-union production workers in the U.S. Why the fuck would they do that? <laughs> Top wage hourly workers will see a pay boost of a little over 9% to nearly $35 an hour, while skilled trade workers get a $3.70 increase to just over $43 an hour. Toyota also cut the time it takes to reach a top wage from eight years to four years, and it boosted paid time off. This move was clearly in response to the UAW's new pending contracts. Automotive News reports that Toyota typically gives raises twice a year, and it had already given its second one a 25 cent increase in September. 25 so cents. This third wage hike is unusual, and it's a much bigger increase than the last raise. The UAW has failed spectacularly at trying to organize the plants of foreign automakers and Tesla, but with record contracts likely to be signed and new more aggressive leadership, the UAW may have its best chance ever. That's why we're seeing this move from Toyota and other non-union automakers will do the same. Yeah, so check this out, man. First thing first, man, shout out, shout out to all of the UAW workers, man, who got those record-breaking contract negotiations and you know, I'm assuming that you motherfuckers are going to ratify that shit.
Hey man, shout out to y'all, man. Real talk because y'all deserve that shit, man. Like, and here's the thing, man. And I, I, I've talked about this here on the podcast uh, so long. Um, hey man, I, 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 when, when, when the UAW went on strike, I and I've told people who work for the UAW and everybody who, everybody else who's a union worker, man. I hope y'all get every fucking thing y'all asking for. I hope y'all get everything y'all asking for because a lot of these companies they just like. They, for one, they strive on the fact that, like, yo, the fact that you work for us is the status symbol, right? Like, like, like nah, man. Um, we do a shit ton of work. We break our backs for y'all, and y'all are out here reporting record profits, but y'all don't, y'all crying poverty when it comes time to pay us, right? And so for the UAW to get these, like some of the, uh, the concessions that they got from not only Stellantis, who is like, you know, formerly known as Chrysler, uh, Ford and, uh, General Motors. Hey man, these, these, these big three manufacturers were bringing in record profits, but they weren't trying to like that shit never trickled down. The shit never trickled down to the workers. Right. And as a union employee, I'm like, hey, man, the union is what makes this, like, the union employees is what make this shit go. If it wasn't for us, y'all wasn't doing shit, right? So anybody who's in the UAW who, like, stood strong with the UAW and y'all got with y'all, like, y'all got with y'all, hey, more power to y'all, union, like, like, union solidarity to the motherfucking, like, nth degree, right? But, the reason why we're talking about this is the fact that like Toyota saw the writing on the wall. And we talked about this a few years ago, man. Um, I remember the UAW was trying to like, uh, they were trying to unionize a Mercedes Benz, uh, 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 plant like down in Alabama some years ago. And the, the people in Alabama at the time, they, uh, they rejected the union, Right. And here's an example of why the wages that you enjoy, even if you're not a union employee, are because the union has fought for you to be able to enjoy those wages, man. You think Toyota would have come out so soon after the fucking UAW has like like negotiated and struck to like get some of these like the these cost of living allowances like you know brought into their new you know collective bargaining agreement like that they got rid of the tier pro uh uh, uh compensation packages they got rid of like you know that like the the, the the like they they are trying to like I can't say that they got the like the pensions back however they did uh, uh they did fight for the fact that like since 2008 2009 like trying to get some of those wages and the cost of living increases included into their contract like this is something they've been fighting for for almost 20 years now man almost 20 years i remember when the uaw was like giving up concessions and shit because like yo the big three would say hey man if y'all don't give this shit up man um we we don't know if we're gonna be here anymore and then like you know to hear like the general motors um 
uh, president and the the Ford president and the Stellantis. Well, like Stellantis isn't even necessarily owned by, uh, you know, the United States anymore. So I think it's an Italian company now, uh, Fiat. Um. So to hear them like saying like, yo, you know, we need to get back to like, hey, y'all making all this money. That shit needs to trickle down to us. Y'all can keep talking about these record profits y'all making and then cry poverty when it's come times to pay us, the people who make these fucking vehicles. Now, I know a lot of folks will say, hey, man, the cost of my car going to go up, man. If I want to go out here and buy a new car, I can't afford it because the cost of these cars, they're already expensive. You can't blame the workers for that. You can't blame the workers for that. The cost of your car was going to go up regardless. In much the same way that the cost of your hamburger was going up regardless. They wasn't paying the workers for that. They were just charging you more. Don't be mad at the workers for that. Be mad at the people at the top who are charging you fucking more despite the fact that the workers aren't making more on the product that you receive. That's who you should be mad at. And one of the things that I, I've said on this sh- on, on this microphone, I've said on the show, I've said on the span report plenty of times before, one of the biggest tricks that these rich folks have pulled on people is that they got a whole lot of middle-class people being mad at lower-class people because they're asking for a little bit more. Meanwhile, those rich folks are taking money out of both of our motherfucking pockets. Don't be mad at those folks who are like collectively bargaining and asking for more. Meanwhile, these rich people are like hoarding all of these got all of the goddamn wealth, man. You can't be mad at these people. You just can't. So, yeah, man. Shout out to the UAW. Toyota knew like the the writing was on the wall. Hyundai Kia, writing's on the wall. Mercedes Benz, the writing's on the wall. The UAW, like, and it, not only that, isn't it's not just the UAW. Right, let, let, let's let's put this let's just put this shit in this perspective. It's not just the UAW. You've got the Writers Guild who went on strike to get for more money. You got UPS workers who were unionized by the Teamsters who were out here negotiating and you and striking for more money. Excuse me. You got the actors who are out here asking for more money. Hey Amen. Like real talk. Workers are being pinched and they have been pinched for a long time. And it's up to us as workers to be like, yo man, we're not going to take this shit no more. I'm a union employee. Less than like, like less than 10% of like United States workers are unionized. And it was Reagan Republicans and by, by and large, who have been like kind of gutting unions and gutting like our negotiating power and and trying to negotiate and, and, and trying to gut our ability to negotiate not only just wages, but our healthcare packages, but our fucking retirement packages. They're trying to they've been trying to gut this shit for the better part of the last thirty to forty years. I need people to understand this shit. It's been Republicans doing this to you. Since Reagan and the, what was it? The, uh, what union was that? It was the air traffic controllers union busting unions 
The reason why wages have been stagnant for the better part of 40 fucking years is because Republican politicians have been gutting your unions for the better part of 40 fucking years, man. That's what's been happening. That's what's been happening. And that leads me into our next story, right? That leads me into our next story because it has to do with DoorDash, right? Let's see what the fuck DoorDash got going on and why Span is talking about DoorDash tonight. Um, Let's do this here. What y'all talking about, DoorDash? <laughs> what y'all talking about? Backlash. Some customers are seeing a warning that if you don't tip, you, oh, well, you may have to pay in a different way. Waiting. <laughs> Our consumer correspondent, Becky Worley, is going to fill us in on this. Good morning, Becky. Robin, good morning. You know when you order food online and they prompt you to leave a tip? Well, if you choose not to, it could mean your delivery will be delayed. At least that's the message from DoorDash as they roll out a new program to increase tipping. This morning, DoorDash testing a new program to encourage more tipping of their delivery drivers. Some app users who don't tip getting this notification stating orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered. Are you sure you want to continue? We as DoorDashers, we use our own vehicles. We put our own gas. I think DoorDash should pay their drivers more. They and should. meet their customers or clientele in the middle. Hello. The tipping war is stepping into the spotlight after this video from July when a former DoorDash delivery man was offended by a $5 tip from the customer. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I just want to say it's a nice house for a $5 tip. <laughs> You're welcome. Tip fatigue growing as tipping prompts are popping up all over the place. Okay. Okay. Before we go forward, right? Before we go forward. Um, let me pull this down. Let me pull this down. Um, I got a beef with DoorDash. I got a, I, I, I got a real big beef with DoorDash. And not only that, like, you know, despite the fact that this dude is on door, you know, he, he showed up to these folks while talking about like how nice their house was for the $5 tip and everything else. Right. I, I, I want to say this. Um, for those of you who are working the gig economy, man, I appreciate y'all. Uh, if you, if you, if you're delivering for like DoorDash or Uber Eats or any of these other, uh, services, man, I appreciate you. Right. Real talk. Cause sometimes man, y'all like, yo, y'all are the, like the, the bridge between like me, like, man, I don't feel like going up to that spot. I'm gonna go ahead and order this shit before I get home from work. Hopefully it'll be home. It'll be there before I get home from work. Right. I'm one of those people. Like, I order some shit on my way home from work. And hopefully that shit will be there by the time I get to the crib, right? Because I work long hours, bro. Like, I work long hours. Sometimes my day is like 12 to 13, 14 hours long, man. And I'm tired, right? And so I appreciate the folks who are like, yo, man, I'll go up here and get this shit. And I'll deliver your shit and everything else, right? And I tip accordingly, man. I tip accordingly. I tip accordingly to good service, man. Sometimes I, I, I'll use like Uber Eats when I'm at work. And, um, you know, the only complaint that I will have about when I, when I'm at work and I'm like, and I'll use a service like that is like, sometimes y'all motherfuckers don't read the, y'all don't read the instructions, man. I say call before, you know, you know, upon arrival, niggas don't call, 
You know, sometimes I tell y'all, I'll be like, don't go up to these people's doors. And y'all, y'all will go to their doors anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I can always tell who didn't read the instructions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, yo, man, DoorDash in particular, I stopped using DoorDash some years ago. And the reason why I stopped using DoorDash some years ago is because DoorDash, um, they be on some fuck shit. And I'm sure Uber be on some fuck shit, too. But, um. One of the things that really stopped me from using DoorDash in particular, right? And I'm gonna pull this up. Let me uh let me see if I can do this here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Let me let me move this over here and I'm gonna move this over here. Okay. And this is why I stopped using DoorDash. All right. Um, I'm not saying any of you other motherfuckers should stop using DoorDash. If that's how you get out, that's how you get down. But this is why I stopped using DoorDash. All right. And for these motherfuckers to be out here talking about, yo, you need to tip your drivers or you need to tip the drivers more to DoorDash. Fuck you. I'm going to say that again to DoorDash. Fuck you. All right. So um, let me do this here. Let me pull this up so you guys can um, can see what the hell I'm seeing. All right. Now. Uh, let me do this here. Let me pull this up. Boom. And all right. Well, let's see. I want to, I want to, I want to maximize this so you guys can see that. Let's, um, let's do this the opposite way. How can I do this the opposite way? I want y'all to see this bigger. Okay. Apparently I can't make this. Can I? There we go. All right. Y'all are seeing it. All right. Now, Stardust Bar and Grill is a pretty popular spot here in the Detroit area, right? Okay. Um, typically, when I go to Starters, I would order either the fettuccine Alfredo. Sometimes I'll get the fettuccine Alfredo with uh, with salmon added to it, right? Uh, every now and again, sometimes, you know, if I'm, if, if I'm in a pinch, uh, I'll order the pepper steak and the rice, right? Pepper steak and rice. Now, for those of you who are looking at the DoorDash, mind you, don't mind, do not mind that address. That is that is not my crib. That is just an address I use in order for me to get some local shit, <laughs> right? So don't mind the address. However, fettuccine Alfredo, $19. Pepper steak and rice, $17, right? This is what they charge on DoorDash for the pepper steak and rice, $17. Uh, $17. Uh, pork chop dinner, $20 on the DoorDash, right? Now, that would be okay. That would be okay if I didn't know what the fuck Stardust Bar and Grill actually charged for fettuccine Alfredo, pepper steak and rice, and the pork chop dinner, right? It would be okay if I didn't know that. If I didn't know that. So let me pull that back down and let's go to another one, right? Let's, let's let me um let me take this. Let's let's do this here. Let's exit from screen share. Let me, uh, let's, let's do this again. But let me pull up the starters from the actual restaurant, right? Let's pull up their menu and let's see what starters actually charges for this shit, right? And let's do this. Ah, oh, shit. I'm trying to figure this out again. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so for the uh, pork chop dinner, let's see, can we find a pork chop dinner here? 
let's see what they charge for pork chops on the the actual restaurants. Uh, what's the name? The menu. And on the pork job dinner, they actually charge. If you for those of you who are looking at this, they actually charge thirteen ninety nine. Thirteen dollars and ninety nine cents, fourteen bucks for the pork chop dinner at the actual starters restaurant. You go to the restaurant, it's thirteen dollars and ninety nine cents, fourteen fucking bucks on DoorDash. They want you to pay twenty dollars. Twenty dollars on DoorDash is fourteen dollars at the restaurant. Is twenty dollars on DoorDash, right? This is before. This is before you actually pay DoorDash anything. DoorDash has already got a $6 markup on what the cost of this food is, right? Let's see what they charge for the, uh, let's see, what, what's the the pepper steak and rice? Do they Can we find a pepper steak and rice? Let's see if we can find a pepper steak and rice. Um, Let's see, let's see, where are we? Can I find it? Can't find it here on this menu. Hmm. Okay. I know it's here. I know there it is. There it is. Pepper steak and rice dinner. $13.99. It's $13.99 for the pepper steak and rice dinner here. And this is one of the starters favorites, right? So you get $13.99 on the pepper steak and rice. $13.99 on the pork chop dinner, right? Now, let's go back. Let me move that down. And let me uh, stop sharing that. And um, let's go back to what they're charging for this shit <laughs> on, on DoorDash, right? Because DoorDash want us to pay. Listen, let me pull that back up for y'all. DoorDash want us to pay $17 for the pepper steak and rice and $20 for the pork chop dinner, right? This is what they want us to pay on DoorDash. This is before you pay the delivery fee on DoorDash. So not only is DoorDash charging you more for the food than the actual restaurant is, but they are also charging you more with the delivery fee. They want you to pay them more and the delivery fee. So when you do get the delivery to your house from a DoorDash driver, and the DoorDash driver is saying, hey, you know, you could have left more than a $5. Hey, nigga, you don't even know. I done already paid $15 to $20 more for this shit than I normally would have. And the $5 for you is more than I would have actually fucking paid. Right? Now, mind you. Mind you. I don't have any problem tipping. I tip for good service, man. If I get the good service, man, trust and believe, man, I I, I want to make sure that I, I is known that I appreciate the service that I received, right? I want you to know that I, I appreciate that, that you treated me well and I will come back because you treated me well. However, the food delivery shit with DoorDash, Uber Eats, and uh, uh, all these other services is kind of crazy in the sense that, like, yo, the drivers want you like they want to know the tip before they actually perform a service at all. And that's kind of nuts. You haven't done anything. You haven't performed said service before I got my food. 
So the fact that you're even like coming at me sideways before you actually do any fucking thing is nuts to me, right? But DoorDash is telling you, hey, you need to make sure that you tip our drivers more because if you don't tip, your food going to be cold. So let's continue on with what the fuck these DoorDash folks is trying to get off on the rest of us. Let me, uh, let's go ahead and continue it. COVID caused people to be willing to tip more, but that increase in tipping kind of communicated to businesses, hey, consumers are willing to tip more. Let's start asking for it. DoorDash says while the vast majority of customers do leave a tip, offers that don't include a tip can be seen as less desirable. This impacts our entire community, leading to longer wait times for customers, orders sitting longer at merchants, and less value for dashers. To see, Yeah, all y'all could just pay y'all fucking dashers more, right? You could pay your fucking dashers more. You could do that. Considering the fact that y'all are already taxing people on the food that y'all are like delivering and shit, y'all are already charging more for the food than these actual restaurants are charging for said food. Y'all could take that on top of the delivery fee that you charge. If of course you don't, you know, subscribe to Dash Pass. You know, you pay that monthly fee, and like, of course they'll they'll take that delivery fee up off of you, right? But if you don't pay for Dash Pass, then you're gonna be like, yo, getting charged for the delivery fee on top of the extra money that DoorDash is like, yo, yeah, that shit that was like $13, we're going to charge you $20 for that. And you're going to pay us a Dash Pass, and you need to tip our driver. Or, or, or DoorDash could pay their fucking drivers. They could do that. Since I order sushi from a restaurant near my California home and opt out of leaving a tip. While I don't see the new notice, my food does arrive seven minutes after the promised delivery window. But having worked in service myself... Thank you. I got a tip for you. I had to give the driver a tip. Now, one And that's the other thing that DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these other service, like, you know, gig economy sort of spots don't necessarily take account for. And for those of you who are working for those people, like, there's a lot of people who uh, as much as they will use these services, they want to make sure that you are the one getting the money. And so for you to like, you know, feel as though the person said zero tip on that order, therefore I'm not going to pick up that, that order. Um, you know, you do yourself a disservice because there are a lot of people, myself included, who appreciate good service and it's the service that gets tipped. It's the service that gets tipped. You want people to like tip you before you actually, well, some of you want people to tip you before you actually do anything. That's a change in tipping culture. You have to actually provide a service before people tip you. That's how tipping has always worked. Now, I am a firm believer in like, yo, man, if these people, if the, if these companies would like pay their employees more, tipping will be unnecessary. But because these companies are not paying their employees more, like I don't have any problem tipping. I just want to tip good service. I don't want to tip and then like regret the fact that I tipped you 
and the service was terrible and my food was awful and like my order was wrong and all these other things that come with, you know, sometimes, you know, involving the service industry. I don't want to hold you accountable for that. Right. But at the same time, I want to be served and then tip accordingly as to how I was served. It's nothing against the drivers. It has everything to do with these restaurants and these services who take advantage of these drivers. Now, the reason why I bring this up right after the UAW shit is because a lot of these drivers need to be unionized and they need to be asking these services like Uber Eats and like DoorDash to compensate them more so that they are not coming at the customers on some like, yo, you didn't tip well enough. Like, no, nah, hey, first of all, player, I don't tip beforehand. And if the service was good, you would have probably gotten more, but you didn't talk yourself out of some more money. Right? That's how I feel about it. But maybe I'm just like, you know, aged out and shit. You know, I'm I'm, I'm starting to feel aged out of a lot of shit lately, man. But, um, yo, we got that going on. So check this out, man. Um, your man span been partaking of the libations, man. I have. I've been partaking of the libations. And because I've been partaking of the libations, um, I need to go run to the bathroom. And because I need to run to the bathroom, I need to make sure that you guys are entertained while I run to the bathroom. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some music for y'all while I do that, and then I'm going to be Right back. Fellas, check this out. We hear this the best karaoke in town. Of course, that's why you came here. Please don't disappoint us. Never that. What you need? We need a couple of drinks, man. What you got? A drink? Okay, big boy. But listen, here's the thing. If you don't turn this place out, I'm gonna charge you for that. Okay. We don't turn it. I love how y'all finna turn up. Y'all definitely turn up weights up. We are. Okay. Enjoy your night, Ayana. Show these fellas a good night. Touching and one with your body. I'm yours, you can place me where you want me. Yeah. Focus on me while I turn it out. Won't you back up on it, talk and make me proud? We ain't here to fuck around. YouTube gonna give me a strike on that one. I know they is. They, Cause they always do. They always do. But uh yeah, we got that going on. And uh yeah. If you're gonna do podcasting, don't drink while you're doing podcasting. <laughs> but we got some comments here in the chat room. And uh let's see, Dwayne says, uh, I tip for good service as well. 
And he also says that, uh, let's see, uh, that's like going to a five-star restaurant with DoorDash is charging. Hey, man, DoorDash, the, like the fact that they even have the audacity to tell people that y'all should charge, uh, y'all should be tipping, and y'all should be tipping more is kind of crazy considering they're already upcharging on what the restaurants already charge, man. They like that that that's the crazy part, man. People are like shit is expensive already. We don't need DoorDash adding to the, the like those expenses and shit. Real talk. And like I again, for good service, I will tip. And I will tip well. For good service. However, y'all shouldn't be charging more for said, you know, items that the restaurant is already charging. And then on top of that, charge me a delivery fee if I don't subscribe to your little you know, service or whatever. And then on top of that, be like, yo, you should, you know, you know, we here at DoorDash really stand behind our drivers. And uh, we believe that you should be tipping our drivers more. No, nigga, you should be paying them more. You should be paying your drivers more, man. Nobody should be like, I, like, I really feel like this. Nobody should be out here depending on tips, whether you are a bartender, whether you're a waitress, whether you are a delivery driver, nobody should be depending on the tips for their livelihood, man. They Because too many people, like real talk, too many people do not tip. And you did do the work, right? The people who should be paying you are the people you are employed by. Not the customer. Not the customer. The people who are employing you should make sure that you have a living wage going. And everything else after that, they want to tip you. That's extra, baby. That's extra. And you earned every bit of that extra because you delivered exceptional service. And that's what it should be, man. That's what it should be. We'll talk. Well, we got that going on. Now, another story. That we have going on. Um, let's see. We talked DoorDash. We didn't talk uh, you know, presidential politics and shit. Um, I guess we could talk about this. Um, so <sighs> Marcus, like Jordan and like Larsa Pippen, are like really a thing and shit. And it's weird, bro. Like it's weird. Like I don't know if anybody had this shit on their fucking. I don't know if anybody had this shit on the bingo card. Like, just... Nigga! So, uh, Marcus Pip... Marcus Pippen. <laughs> so, when we think about, like, the Jordan Pippen connection and, like, Jordan Pippen and ring ceremonies, we think about NBA championships. We don't think about marriages and shit, especially considering one of these people, well, like, a couple of these people, is one is the son of the NBA great, and the other one is a wife of an NBA great, and both of them used to be teammates. The greats used to be teammates and shit. And so... um, one of the things that kind of came up was the fact that uh, Mike, not Mike, Marcus Jordan wants for Michael Jordan, his father, to be the best man in his wedding to Larsa Pippen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. It's happening, unfortunately. And so, uh, 
Let's let, let, let's see what the fuck they talk about, though. This is what was said, Red Player. When's the wedding, you guys? It's in the works. This is my uh, is my go-to saying right now. You know, I don't think we have like a, a date. We're still talking about locations and how party size and all of that stuff. So it's not really uh, concrete yet, but it's it, it'll happen. Do you want your dad to give a toast at your wedding? How does this work? Yeah, you know, look, I was the best man at his wedding, and so and the best man at my brother's wedding, and so obviously we'll keep that tradition going. Is my my thoughts on it? Mm. So they never officially confirmed. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we not, we we're not really giving the Breakfast Club a whole lot of play here, but um, I tried to find an audio and a video of them, like like Marcus and Larsa, because I saw the video, but like you know, no one actually had it without like some bullshit behind it. I just wanted to, you know, for those of you who are not watching and got to listen, you can hear it. Okay. Um. Yeah, man, this is a bunch of bullshit, man. God damn. It's a bunch of bullshit, bro. Like, I mean, I get it. To, I mean, like, Larsa Pippen, like, 17 years older than Young Blood, man. You know, um, I remember, like, I'm willing to remember, like, like Marcus jordan as like a child like it's weird man like seeing like and like her husband was like teammates with you know this is messy man this is i it, it would make really i i understand she's a member of like like she's a castmate of like real housewives of like miami and shit and like this makes for real good fodder on that but this is messy as fuck bro and then on top of that like yo he's like yo i want my dad to be like my best man and shit like yo i mean like real talk bro like you you know what y'all doing like i like is mo is bad as scotty pippen has been like um behaving the last few years since the last dance came out right bad as that this is low bro I swear this, this this is low, and I, like in, in in some ways, I kind of wonder how much of this is like uh, the trolling of Scottie Pippen, like you know, and not to say that like Michael Jordan has anything to do with this because I don't think he needs to do this at all, but between Marcus and like Larsa, like you know, like again, what 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 exactly do you see in this kid that's seventeen years younger than you? Who is it like the son of the teammate of your ex-husband? Like, come on, man. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? How much of this is like the attention economy, right? How much of the and like I, I think to some degree we have to focus everything on how much of this is how much we focus on celebrities and attention. How much of this is like, yo, they're talking about us, it's good. Whether it's good or it's bad attention, it's all attention and all attention is good. How much of it is driven by that? Because I have a hard time believing whether or not this is actual, like this is a serious thing. This is just me. I have a hard time believing that this is an actual serious thing. I have, I, I, I believe to my core right now at this particular moment, that this, is a, this has everything to do with both of them having the vendettas against Scottie Pippen, right? Marcus, for some of the shit that, like, you know, Scottie Pippen has been saying about his father for the last, you know, two or three years. And Larsa, because she used to be married to this dude and she doesn't like this dude anymore. Both of them have probably a beef with Scottie Pippen. 
But at the same time, I wonder, just me, I wonder, is this really about y'all really loving each other or is this this about getting back at Scottie Pippen? And at the same time, all of it is just like, "Mm, this shit stank. Right? I don't like what Scottie Pippen is doing right now concerning, like, you know, this shit that he did with the book and, like, his you know, coming at Mike sideways. Like we know, like everybody, like everybody who's paying attention to sports, like, come on, bro, you, you wildin'. But even this, I'm like, eh, this, this, this a lot, bro. I feel like y'all doing too much. But um, yeah, Marcus is asking for his dad to be his best man. I mean, you'd be much better off just like yo, yo, uh, his brother, right? His brother would be like much better off being his best man. Than asking his father to be a best man at, at like it's some shit like this because I I real real talk I feel like as much as Mike being you know as as we've learned he he's kind of an asshole I think even this is a step too far for Michael Jordan man real talk but you know we got that going on but Mike you know Marcus is asking for his dad to be best man at his wedding to. His teammates, ex-wife's marriage to his son. That's just fucking weird. It's it, it's weird, man. It's fucking weird. I'm I don't have anything else for other than that. It's fucking weird, man. We'll talk. <laughs> now, another story that we got here that I kind of wanted to talk about was the fact that um Deion Sanders, man, Deion Sanders, um, head coach of the University of Colorado Buffaloes, um, you know, they've kind of been on a snide. Shit. Excuse me. Uh they've been on a snide, man, the last few weeks. I think that team has like kind of come down to earth. You haven't really seen them all over primetime TV. Haven't really seen everybody like, oh man, man, do you believe? And all this other shit. You haven't really seen that because, you know, reality is fucking set in, you know, and that sort of thing. But um they lost to the university. I'm sorry. Uh, they also, they lost to UCLA. The Colorado Buffaloes lost to UCLA at uh, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. And uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, the players of that team got robbed of a lot of their jewelry and personal effects. Yeah, that happened. And um, yo, man. That's that's fucked up, like real talk. You know, I, I I've seen folks on social media talking about them, well they shouldn't be flashing like that, nigga. You know, they out here with motherfucking Audemars watches and Rolexes and shit. They trying to flex on niggas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That don't mean go steal their shit, bro. Real talk. That don't mean I'm gonna steal their shit. But um, unfortunately, the University of Colorado football players had a lot of their their their, their personal effects stolen from them at uh the Rose Bowl, while they were playing the University of California, Los Angeles, right, UCLA. And um, here's the rub, though. Here's the rub, and this is part of the reason why we're talking about it here on the Mr. Beneficial Podcast tonight, is uh, so Deion Sanders, unfortunately, this is the first time this has happened to Deion Sanders, right? Is This isn't the first time this happened. Um when he was coaching at Jackson State, Deion Sanders accused folks of stealing his personal effects while he was coaching at Jackson State. 
And so I want to make sure let, let, let's 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 pull this up so we can um we can see. Wait, that's not the one. Let's do wait. Here we go. This is what Deion Sanders had to say when um he was supposedly robbed at Jackson State in Mississippi. Let me um uh, let's do this here. Make sure we play this. Here we go. Check this out, y'all. You start off by saying, God bless you. Appreciate you and everything. I'm pissed off right now because I had mixed emotions. We won. The kids played really well. But while the game was going on, somebody came in and stole every darn thing I had in my locker room. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Credit cards, wallet, watches. Thank God I had all my necklaces. How? So when I talk about quality, raising the standards, that goes for everyone, man. Not just the people on the field, not just the coaches, not just the teachers, not just the faculty, but that's everybody, security in everybody. So how do you think it feels coming back after just teary-eyed because the guys have presented me with the game ball, one of the best moments I've ever had in my professional sports career emotionally. And then you go into your locker room, your coach's office to digress, and you notice and you don't even have a phone to call your mama, to call your girl, to call your, your kids because it's been stolen. You don't even have the the scully hats that you wore here. We're gonna find out who did it. Let's flush that. Jackson State, the I love. Wonderful game. Defense played the butts off. All right. Now, Dion supposedly got his shit stolen. When he was at Jackson State. Um, we find out later that there was a staffer who moved Deion's things to a more secure location so that those things would not be stolen. Right? Deion Sanders had all of the shit that he claimed <laughs> he did not have, that someone had stolen from him. A staffer from Jackson State had moved his things to a more secure location. Right? Deion Sanders had a whole hell of a lot to sit, you know, to say when he thought that somebody stole his shit. And he went to the media and, and told everybody he thought somebody stole his shit. Right? When it was Jackson State. So when um it just so happened that the players at Colorado had their shit stolen. Just recently, right? Those players had some of their chains stolen, some of their personal effects stolen. And, you know, you kind of wonder, like, yo, man, like, yo, why does this shit keep happening to Deion Sanders and his team where shit just keeps coming up missing, right? Why does this shit keep happening? And one of the things that, like, when, when, when I first got whiff of, 
the fact that like yo, there was some Colorado players who said, "Yo, man, our shit got stolen when we was in. A, when we was out there playing the game, man. Like, don't nobody know nothing. We were like, what the fuck, you know? All these other things, the things that you will be asking when you got your shit stolen. How the fuck did it happen? Everything else, right? And so I was waiting for Deion Sanders to give the same sort of energy in this particular press conference about, you know, shit coming and missing that he gave with Jackson State. I'm going to leave it up to y'all to figure out whether or not Deion Sanders kept that same energy. Let's see. Previous CU remains. Okay, let me address this. You know, our kids got robbed. During the game last week, I think that's a travesty. And we, I would expect the NCAA to do something about that. Um, these are college kids. Um, I'm pretty sure they don't think about insurance at this point in this juncture in their life. We've, we've talked about NILs and how to really maintain their finances. We've pretty much uh, given them financial planners and, and, and given them the resources for that. Where's the how, nigga? Where's the how? We need to, like, you know, we need to, like, have, you know, higher expectations. Not from the faculty, not from the administration, but from the security and everything else. Where the fuck was the how, bruh? You ain't keeping that same energy for fucking UCLA? You ain't keeping that same energy for Colorado? But suddenly, like, you get you real motherfucking humble on the microphone? Talking about, well, you know, you know, we didn't talk to these guys about, you know, the NIL deals. And, you know, we talked to them about the NIL deals. But, you know, we didn't talk to them about insurance. And, man, get the fuck out of here, bro. What was that insurance talk when you was talking about your shit being missing, man? And it wasn't even fucking missing. Somebody moved it for you in a more secure location so your shit would not be missing, man. Oh, my God. But the insurance part of it, we slipped. And we didn't uh, really educate them on that. So I wish, uh, I know the kids would be forthright in what was stolen and some of our just uh, staff members as well. And now all that stuff should be replaced. This is the Rose Bowl. They said the granddaddy of them all, right? I'm sure granddaddy has some money. Grandpa should have some money to get these kids. Um, I'm going to have a list made out from these young men, and I know they're going to be truthful about what they lost so we could try to get that back for them. They may not be able to get the items back, but we should uh, be able to reimburse them. That was unbelievable. But I did hear that uh, the home team was robbed as well. So I, I don't I don't know, but I did hear that. But that don't make no sense when you're out there balling and, and playing your heart out and you're getting Man, you are so motherfucking humble right now. You know, it don't make no sense, you know. You know, they're out there balling and you know, the shit comes up missing. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the granddaddy of them all got all the money and they could reimburse these, these kids. Get the fuck out of here, man. This is like. What's weird to me, like, and this is just like for me. Personally, some personal shit as a alumni of Tennessee State University, who's a rival of Jackson State. 
I don't necessarily give a fuck about Jackson State personally. But as an HBCU culture as a whole, like to see this nigga doing this, like he's like, hey man, come on, man. What are you doing? What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And then, like, you know, I got, you know, guys that I'm close with who are real motherfucking big Deion Sanders fans who like who are all about this whole Colorado shit and everything else. And it's like, hey man, like, I don't know, man. This shit is this seem to seem like you know, he don't really fuck with us in the way that y'all think he fuck with us. Meanwhile, y'all rooting for him because, you know, that melanin is the same. And I'm like, hey, I don't know. That's just me. That's just me, though. Right? Don't seem like he kept that same motherfucking energy with the white folks that he had when he thought he was amongst family. He got to the white folks. Start talking real humbly. Uh, you know, I, you know, he's supposed to be the granddaddy of them all, and uh, I think granddaddy got some money, and so granddaddy should like reimburse these kids and yada yada. Meanwhile, he go to talk to black people. How? How? Fuck out of here, bro. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You got that shit going on. Now, um, let's see. We done talked about a lot of shit tonight. Um, we got some more. We got some more. And how? Oh, shit. We are over two hours. And we are not done. I said, God damn it. We are not done. We've been talking this shit for two hours. We are not done. We got one more story to talk about. One more story to talk about. Then we're going to get about it. <laughs> right? But, um, yo, so um, Keith Lee, man. Keith Lee has been all up and down my motherfucking Twitter timeline. My Threads timeline, my uh, Facebook timeline. Keith Lee has been all over the motherfucking place, man. And people are talking about him because he went to Atlanta and he he saw some spots in Atlanta. The service wasn't necessarily that great in Atlanta. And he had something to say about it. Now, I got to remind y'all how I came across Keith Lee, right? I got to remind y'all, man, because, you know, we we, we 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 family we keep it real here right we keep it real here and so um i gotta remind y'all how i came in for, across keith lee we talked about this a few months ago and i'm gonna bring this bit this video back up because i think it bears repeating and shit right so let me pull this up so y'all can um y'all <laughs> so y'all can hear what your man span got to say about what the hell keith lee be talking about but this is keith lee for those of you who are not watching me and are going to listen to this later, this is Keith Lee talking about the differences between Harold's chicken in Chicago and Uncle Remus chicken in Chicago. And uh, for those of you who are not from Chicago, y'all know how deep this shit goes. Well, for those of you who are from Chicago, y'all know how deep this shit goes. For those of you who are not from Chicago, y'all don't. But I took issue with this shit. I took issue with this. And this is how I became like, like. This is how I was introduced to this nigga. And so. This is a remix. <laughs> this is a remix. This is a revisit of how I became aware of who the fuck Keith Lee was. But let me, I'm going to play this video. Y'all here. Go ahead and listen. Check this Two out. Two mild sauces. One from Uncle Remus. One from Harold's Chicken. 
Which one do I personally like better? I got it. Let's try it and rate it one through 10. This is medium spice chicken from Hell's Chicken. I've never had it before, but it looked crazy. I'm going to try the chicken. First of all, that ain't how Hell's Chicken looks at all. They ain't got no motherfucking paprika. Oh, not even paprika. That look like like some like uh, Italian seasoning or some celery or whatever the fuck. I don't know where the fuck he got that chicken, right? I don't know where the fuck he got that chicken. But he he said he gonna put the mild sauce on there, right? I don't know where the fuck he got it, but he said he gonna put the mild sauce on there. Chicken by itself, just to make sure it's good chicken and try the sauces. How do I even attack it? Okay, first thing first, as a black man, how the fuck do you look at a chicken breast and not know how to attack it? I don't know what the fuck is going on with you, but like, hey, bro, I love a breast. And like, I know there's a lot of black people who don't like breasts. They like thighs. And they like thighs because they, they, they say it's more juicy. But I like, like, I like the white meat on the chicken, especially when it's crunchy. And when it's crunchy and it got the, like, the mild sauce on it, nigga, it's, it's undeniable. But this nigga's talking about, I don't even know how to attack this chicken. Nigga, it is chicken. You just bite that motherfucker. But let's go. Ooh, that's crispy. Mmm, it's cool. It's not crazy. In this case, looks are deceiving. Because to me, that don't really taste like much. But it is good tester chicken because it don't have that much of a flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, uh, you are trying to compare Hell's Mild Sauce with some nondescript chicken. And that is your motherfucking problem right there. You cannot compare the Harold's mild sauce with some nondescript chicken. You are already fucking up. But the chicken by itself is like a 6 out of 10. Only because it's really juicy in the middle. But flavor-wise, it's like a 2 out of 10, in my opinion. But this is what we're here for. My sister from Chicago, she came in yesterday and she brought this with her. She trying to get me in trouble. Cause See, yeah, your sister is trying to get you in trouble because she bought you the sauce, but she ain't bring you no chicken. These places got cult followings. So I'm gonna just give a disclaimer. I'm not from Chicago, and these are my personal opinions. Don't come in my comments gangbanging telling me which one you like more. <laughs> we gangbanging, and it's Harold's all day. I'm a Southsider, nigga. I'm a Southsider, and y'all gonna know it. <laughs> we gonna start with the one from Harold's Chicken. If you ain't never had mild sauce, you know what? I ain't even gonna describe it. Because again, people from Chicago don't play when it comes to mild sauce. We don't. We don't. Ask somebody from Chicago to describe what mild sauce is. They'll tell you. I'm gonna get a good lather into it. Mm -hmm. You put it on nondescript chicken, my dog. Okay, Uncle Remus, you got something to live up to. One more. Mm. Even though they both in the same category as mild sauce, they so different. Harold's is very tangy, and vinegar is one of the top flavors I taste. While this, on the other hand, is sweet, smoky, with a little bit of tanginess. But this, by far, in my opinion... Is blowing heroes out the water. Yeah, he was on some bullshit. Real talk. Now, I'm gonna tell y'all this here right now. This is how I first became aware of who the fuck Keith Lee was, right? Now, this is how I know, right? This is how I know. Um, you know, for those of you who are not from Chicago, man, I I I I don't really like um how could I put this? I don't really put much stock in what y'all think about Harold's chicken. <laughs> Real talk. I don't put much stock in it because this nigga chose Uncle Remus sauce over Harold's chicken sauce without the chicken that comes with the sauce. Right? Without the chicken that comes with the sauce. You got to have the chicken that comes with the sauce. 
I'm a person that when I go to Chicago, I go to Harold's Chicken and I get the half white with the catfish and the French fries with the mild sauce because that's what I do. That's what it is. Right? Now, I remember one time I went home to Chicago and I heard a nigga going to Harold's Chicken and this nigga asked for lemon pepper on his Harold's Chicken. And I wonder what the fuck happened to Chicago because what self-respecting Chicago nigga goes into a Harold's Chicken and asks for fucking lemon pepper. What self-respecting Chicago nigga goes into a Harold's Chicken and asks for lemon pepper. What the fuck is wrong with your life? Right? Now, I can't hold this against Keith Lee because he ain't from the shot. Some of you niggas from the shy is committing crimes, right? One of my closest friends, my homeboy, my one of I love this nigga like a brother. Now, my boy Cliff, y'all know Cliff, one of my co-hosts on the Beer and Chicken podcast, man. I love Cliff, man. I love him like a brother, like my brother from another mother. I swear to God, man, we ten toes down. Unfortunately, my brother like told me one time he would choose Uncle Remus over Harold's, and I was like, I had to look at this nigga like he was Judas, and I was Jesus. I had to look at him like that, cause I, I, I for a second I didn't understand who the fuck was this nigga that I called my brother. But also, you know, Cliff is a Cubs fan, and we gonna have to pray for our brother, cause you know he don't know a little better. That being said. Keith Lee came into my purview because he had the audacity, the unmitigated gall to choose Uncle Remus. And here, 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 here's the other part about this too. How many of you niggas outside of Chicago have ever heard of Uncle Remus? I'll wait. I'll wait. None of you niggas have ever heard of an Uncle Remus outside of Chicago. It's some, it's 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 dedicated to the West Side niggas of Chicago. You know, like, you know, Isaiah Thomas from from the West Side. You know, he be trying to make sure we know he from Chicago, even though like you know he was a piston and all of that. You know that sort of shit. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, us real Chicagoans know. It's Harold's and it's Harold's all day long. You ain't seen no Uncle Remus show, showing up in no Las Vegas, man. You ain't seen no Uncle Remus show up in no motherfucking Indianapolis, man. You ain't shown. You ain't seen no Uncle Remus show up in Atlanta, nigga. And I'm in Detroit, nigga. I be wanting. I want the Harold's here so fucking bad. If Uncle Remus show up here before Harold's, nigga, I'm gonna start flipping fucking tables. That's what it is. It's Harold's chicken, nigga. Harold's chicken. But that's how I became aware of who Keith Lee was, right? This nigga had the audacity to choose Uncle Remus Mild Sauce over Harold's. Couldn't fucking believe it. I'm 43 years old, nigga. I had never heard of Uncle Remus until about five or six years ago. And I'm from Chicago, nigga. Born in Chicago, nigga. My name in Chicago is a fucking staple, nigga. It's a staple, my dog. 
WVON in Chicago is a goddamn staple. Purpose span the blues man is my Uncle Ween. I ain't never heard of fucking Uncle Raymond's dog. Right? <laughs> I never heard of Uncle Raymond's dog. <laughs> all that to say, all that to say, though. Real talk, I, I I really have no beef against uh, against Keith Lee. This is just like the first time I had ever heard of him, though, right? And so Keith Lee uh, went to Atlanta, and he went to a bunch of notable spots in Atlanta. And according to uh, Keith Lee, uh, the spots in Atlanta wasn't necessarily the most hospitable nor the most accommodating uh, to him and his family when he was there. So let me pull this story up. I think I got, uh, I got this one story here. This comes from uh, CNN, uh, dot com, And it says that, uh, most restaurants are usually thrilled to have Keith Lee review their food with more than 14.5 million followers on TikTok alone. Lee brings exposure that has helped turn some businesses, excuse me, turn some businesses around with lines out the door and praise from grateful owners. Then Lee came to Atlanta. Uh, his visit brought viral videos, death threats, responses from Grammy Award winning artists, and some say a long overdue reckoning with the Atlanta restaurant scene. Uh, Lee is a 27 year old former MMA fighter. Okay, so I didn't know this nigga fought MMA. My bad, dog. I don't want no problems, man. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, like the Uncle Remus might be better than the Hero Chicken, man. I don't really know. I just know that, like, when I go to Chicago, when I go home, I eat Harold's Chicken, and the Harold's Chicken is, like, banging, man. Like, I get to half white with the catfish with the mild sauce, man. I mean, I've had Uncle Remus one time, man, and it just wasn't hit like that. To me, you know what I'm saying? To me. But, like, if you know, you, you throwing hands like that, my nigga, like, I mean, you got it. You got it, my dog. You got it, you know? But, uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, no, but, uh, uh, the article goes on to say uh, that Lee is a 27-year-old former MMA fighter who has found so much fame reviewing eateries that it is now a full-time gig. Unlike some food influencers who get paid for their reviews and opinion, Lee says in his videos that he pays for his own meals and even sends family members to pick up his order so he's not recognized and given special treatment. The everyman reviewer who lives in Las Vegas has a trademark style. He eats the food in his vehicle and records his reactions while always encouraging his followers to not go by his experience alone and try and try out the establishment themselves, which I mean, like real talk, most of us, if you like, um, I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, go into this restaurant. Although I, I, this is what I experienced as a, as a patron of the spot, go into the spot and experience for yourself. I, I, you know that I ain't mad at him. Real talk. I ain't mad at him. I mean, I, I could be mad at him for like the uncle Remus shit, but you know, you know, you know, out of the mouth of babes. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, um, so yeah, man, um, he has been like, uh, you know, he, he gave some reviews and, um, and on like some of his experiences with uh wait a second did i pull that down i didn't mean to pull it out okay okay yeah he gave his experiences with some of the restaurants that he was uh that he went to while he was in atlanta and let's take this down let's remove that let's take that down and let's do this let me let me share some of these videos that uh, Keith Lee had to, you know, talk about when it came to some of the event restaurants that he visited while he was in Atlanta. Let's check this out. Let's maximize that. 
Me and my family are in Atlanta, and currently we are at the real milk and honey. I got it. Let's try it and rate it one through ten. As you can see, I don't. Wait a minute. Let me pause that. Let me um. Let me make sure you guys can see that because I want you guys to experience that the same way I'm experiencing that. All right. Here we go. Or what the case is. Also, the people who relate this message, my family said, were really nice. It's just the rules. I want to make sure that. Let me. Me and my family are in Atlanta, and currently we are at the Real Milk and Honey. I got it. Let's try it and rate it one through ten. As you can see, I don't have any bags in my hands. We are at the Real Milk and Honey on Main Street and College Park. Before we came, we attempted to call our order in. Okay, so we have some technical issues here. Let's just do it like this then. Shit. Here we go. What the hell? Why are you opening up in a new tab? I don't need you to do that. <laughs> Okay, um, okay, let me, let me do this here, let me, um, because we don't want this to open up a new tab, we want you guys to see what I'm seeing, so let's do this here, it already opened up in that shit, so, let me do this here, let me, um, Man. We were greeted with an automatic message that said they do not take call-in orders. The automatic message said the only way you can do pickup is through door family or in Atlanta, and currently we are at the Real Milk and Honey. I got it. Let's try it and rate it one through ten. As you can see, I don't have any bags in my hands. We are at the Real Milk and Honey on Main Street and College Park. Before we came, we attempted to call our order in. We were greeted with an automatic message that said they do not take call-in orders. The automatic message said the only way you can do pickup is through DoorDash. We went through DoorDash. They was closed, but online it said they closed at five o'clock. We went on DoorDash at four o'clock. Okay. Not only that, if you'd have paid on DoorDash, you'd have been paying a hell of a lot more money than you should have. But we were already here, so we just went inside. I stayed in the car, and my family went in, and they told them they were closed early for deep cleaning. Yet, the door's wide open, and it's people still going in and grabbing their orders. Now, we have no idea if those people ordered beforehand or what the case is. Also, the people who relayed this message, my family said, were really nice. It's just the rules. And so far, being in Atlanta, I found some places do have unique rules, and this is one of them. I want to be very clear. We're not blaming one person or saying one person was rude. In plain terms, don't call this restaurant trying to get nobody fired. Ain't nobody do nothing. This is just the rules they had. If you don't like their rules, their rules not for you. And for me and my family, the rules just went for us. We just not their target audience. For the record, afterwards, I did walk in, and I did and they attended the services, but I respectfully declined. I'm a normal person. I pay for my food like everybody else. I walk in spots like everybody else. We are all normal people. Respectfully, if you're not going to do it then, don't do it now. God bless you. Yeah, we just trying to get. And I respect that. I respect that. Like, yo, uh, don't treat me differently because you know I got a following. Don't treat me differently because you know I got a platform. Hey, man, treat me like everybody else, right? And if you're not going to do that, then, like, yo, I don't know if I'm going to rock with you like that. I get some food, but I am gonna make this very clear. I do not support, condone, or agree tearing down these businesses. While we personally may not have the best customer service experience, that does not mean you will have the same experience. That also don't mean go on Twitter and tear these businesses down. At the end of the day, business owners are people. Never know what people are going through. The only reason I'm even making this is to share my authentic and real experience like I always do. I don't mean no harm. I don't have no malicious intent. But I always say I'm going to be 100% honest. And that come with the good and the not so good. You don't know what nobody going through. So what we can't do is just judge off of somebody else's experience. If you would like to go to these places or any other place that I've been to, I encourage you to go try it for yourself and make your own opinion. But we still in Atlanta and we on Main Street and it's a bunch of spots here. So we're going to go to a different spot. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Y'all be safe. And like I said, like, I appreciate the fact that he's like, yo, this is my experience. My experience might not necessarily be the same as your experience. You can go there and have a decent enough experience. The food might be good to you. And that should be most important 
over everything else, despite whatever it is, like the, the like despite the fact that I might not have had a great experience here, you just might. Right. Don't let my experience color how you experience this particular restaurant. And so I appreciate him for doing like that sort of thing. Right. And so, um, you know, some people, though, aren't necessarily happy with the fact that uh, Keith Lee is uh, is actually talking about his experiences at these restaurants. Right. They're not necessarily happy about it. And one of those people just so happened to be Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson, formerly of the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, former football player. Uh, and he went on uh, his show with uh, Shannon Sharp. Uh, I forget exactly what they call this show. But uh, they mentioned Keith Lee and his uh, critique of the Atlanta uh, restaurant scene. And um, this is what Chad Ochocinco had to say about what was going on with Keith Lee and that uh that particular you know that that particular situation because you're gonna be hungry damn game before you actually get in the restaurant so right. it's perfect and look i don't want people to think what's going on is unique to atlanta and black restaurants normally ocho you know this from being a performer uh, a professional athlete we get privileges sometimes at the restaurant and sometimes we get to get things that normal people don't get it happens I don't like it. Ocho. So you've never like you've never gotten a table because you Ocho C. No, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. And when it when they do, when they do, and you know me, you know how I move. And everybody in this chat knows how I move when I go to restaurants. If you seat me first, you understand what's coming at the end when it's time to tip. I've been doing that 20 some years. Okay, but I don't like the fact of what he's doing. Ocho. I, I don't like you, I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't like the critiquing of our restaurants and and having people and and and, and talking bad about our goddamn businesses and Ocho. like dude, you know Ocho. how hard you know how it hard is. it is and I get it. for us to Ocho. even get in the food industry and to have Ocho. our own restaurant and so like, what are we doing? Don't ask me. Don't ask me to come to your house and then ask me what I think about it without giving me asking me to give you my honest opinion. Nobody asked. A lot. Nobody oh. asked for that. Also, Nobody asked that. A lot of these people listen. A lot of these, a lot of these restaurants do DM him, ask him to come, but he wants to go on. A lot of times, he wants to go unannounced and give people. That's what he is. He's a food critic. He's turned himself into a food critic. It's okay. Are we turning something? Resume. What are the qualif? What are what are the qualifications of being a food critic? Hey, bro. I don't need no motherfucking qualifications to be a food critic. All I know is when I go to a restaurant. There's a certain level of service that I expect. There's a certain level of motherfucking quality of the food that I expect. There's there's a certain level of uh, treatment of me that I expect when I'm coming there to spend fucking money, right? So here's the thing that I I, I think Chad Ochocinco um is is, is kind of like like missing. Chad Ochocinco, I get where he's like what he's trying to do, but I think. In this particular instance, it's a bit misguided in that he's trying to stand up for black businesses and black restaurateurs. But also, he wants us as actors, though, when we do receive bad service or bad food from black restaurateurs, that we're not supposed to say anything about the bad business and the bad service and the bad food that we get at black restaurateurs. This is what Chad Ochocinco is playing out right now. 
Go to a restaurant and do you like the food? Did you like the customer service? What was it like? Yes. What was the wait time like? That's all you got to do. How about go do that at Maestro's? Go do that shit at Chris Roof. Go do it at Poppy Steak. Go do it at fucking Zuma. Go do it at goddamn whatever the fucking rest of them goddamn five star restaurants okay. that everybody. Go do it at that. Name one of the restaurants you go to in LA. Name one. Where you and Selena Gomez went? Where y'all went? What's the name of the restaurant y'all went to? I don't forgot now. You know, I, you know. I, I, I honestly forgot because go, I had never, I had never been, I have never been there before. Go do it at day restaurants and give them the bad press and the bad all the bad. Ocho, 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 ocho. Because you're black doesn't mean you're above criticism. I'm not saying you're above anything, but go go do it there. It's it's hard enough for us as it is. Now here you go. So in other words, so if he. So again, like I said, um. Ocho Cinco is coming at this from the angle of like it's bad for black folks. It's already hard enough for black folks to get into this industry. Therefore, you shouldn't have any sort of critiques of black folks when you, you know come into this industry, or better yet, when you when you patronize these particular restaurants and the service isn't good. You shouldn't say anything. The food isn't good. You shouldn't say anything. As a food critic, you shouldn't say anything because we already got it bad. And I'm here to tell you right now, bro, that's bullshit. That's bullshit, man. Because who? here's the thing. If I'm going to patronize my own people, I want, I want us to be just as good, if not better, than these places that people already hold up as the creme de la creme of the fucking restaurateur experience fucking shit that we go to, right? People talk all the time about going to Ruth Chris and fucking Ocean Prime and Eddie V's and all these highfalutin ass places. I would like to talk about our places in the same vein as those places. But I also want those places to have the same level of service, the same quality of meats, the same quality of motherfucking, uh, 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 like I want to pay the same or, or like around the same prices and shit. I don't want to have to go to my places, the places of the people who look like me. And now I got to put up with bad service because they look like me. And I'm just supposed to understand. No. No. Nobody should have to put up with bad service because the people who are giving you said bad service looks like you, man. Nobody should do that. Nobody should do that. And I've been to, like, and we, as a matter of fact, let me get off of uh, Ocho. Because uh, shout out to my man Feek. Feek from uh, formerly of the Black Astronauts podcast, who's doing really big things over on YouTube. Uh, Feek Signifier, uh, you know, he does like a lot of like social commentary, uh, deep dive, you know, like videos and shit like that on YouTube. He talked about this particular instance uh, or this particular um, uh, 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 phenomenon, so to speak, of you know Keith Lee coming to Atlanta and how Keith Lee came to Atlanta not only critiquing the food but also Atlanta food culture and so this is a small part of his uh latest video speaking on this and I'm going to link to this video in the in, in the in the notes so you guys can go ahead and check the full video of this out but uh I want y'all to listen to what my man Feek had to say about this and then you guys can kind of like make you know um you know make you know 
<laughs> whatever decisions you want after that. Oh, if you what Keith Lee doesn't quite get that I want to make sure is really clear is that I don't think he has issue with Atlanta restaurants. What Keith Lee has issues with is Atlanta niggas. Y'all, we created this monster with our black capitalism and our bougie Instagram culture, and the restaurants are just a byproduct of that monster. For all of you complaining about the restaurants, ask yourself, what is it you'd actually want them to do? Do you think they can sit, feed, and provide good customer service to 500 people all coming at the same time? Cause all y'all wanna go to the hot new eatery? Do you want to go to the old lady gang to have a sit down experience? Then you might need to wait that 90 minutes or go somewhere else. Do y'all want Atlanta to be bougie black excellence and create exclusive spaces and experiences that are very exclusionary to other types of black people so you can show off your black excellence? Or do you want to be in a chill city that's too busy to hate, that maintains its values and unique culture? You can't do both, at least not at the same time. I've had old lady gang before. It's pretty good via takeout in the middle of the week. And it's good, but not much better than Ray's Southern food off Jonesboro Road. I've been to the breakfast club in Houston, some of the best breakfasts I've ever had, and I stood in line for 90 minutes and didn't complain because I knew what I was getting into. I have never went to the real milk and honey, but I have eaten at the infinitely less crowded and still amazing breakfast boys, which is literally two minutes up the street. That's the set of choices, y'all. If y'all want Atlanta to feel like the black LA, then you gotta be prepared for the type of exclusionary elitist shit that comes with being LA. Or maybe divest from it altogether. Just a suggestion if Keith Lee could influence y'all to do anything, it might be to reject wanting so badly to be celebrities. I keep seeing people say that Lee should come back to Atlanta and let the city do right by him, but y'all are missing the point still. He doesn't want the red carpet treatment. He wants good food without the pretense and to help people. And I feel bad because if his experience is anything like mine, he's at a point where it's harder for him to do that in a culture that is obsessed with celebrity status and where people will send death threats just because you said you weren't happy with something. And that. All right. Now, um, yeah, Keith Lee, you know, kind of alluded to the whole thing of like people were sending death threats to the people of the like milk and honey, which, which is a restaurant. I believe it, that was in DC that had absolutely nothing to do with the restaurant in Atlanta. Right. And, um, and even here with, with Feet's critique of what Keith Lee had going on when he was talking about, it was mostly about uh, Keith Lee's, what, Keith Lee was mostly critiquing Atlanta food culture, not necessarily so much uh, Atlanta, like, you know, food in and of itself, right? Because so many people have uh, expectations of what it means to be, you know, uh, uh, what it means, you know, it's like to, to be in these spaces, right? And one of the things that he was kind of getting into was uh, something that I think about often when I, I go to different you know restaurants and spots here in the Detroit area. This isn't necessarily something that's just like indicative of um, this isn't something that's just like indicative of Atlanta. I think this happens across the board within black America, especially like in some of the places that people consider the black meccas like New York, Atlanta, Chicago, LA, DC, New Orleans, places like that. Right. And if you ain't living in the black American, I didn't name you my bad, but, um, 
I can remember there's like there's a few spots. This is my own experience here in Detroit. There's a few places here in Detroit where like I followed them on Instagram. I saw their like their their postings on Instagram. I thought the food looked good. I wanted to go there and check them out. I wanted to give them, you know, I wanted to patronize them. They were black owned. I wanted to go there and like, you know, be a part of what was going on there, right? And I can remember a couple of times, man, where me and my wife, we went to a couple of these spots and the service of these spots were lacking, right? For lack of a better term, they were lacking. And not even that. Like, I went to one spot. It was, like, really popping. I drive past this place all the time on my way to and, well, on my way. Mostly, I catch it on my way home from work. But I drive past this place all the fucking time, and it's filled with people. And I'm like, yo, there must it, it must be something going on there. And I wanted to like, you know, see what was going on there. And me and my wife, we went and it was not the greatest experience. We sat in the most in like, you know, one of the most uh, unfucking appealing places. Like they had us basically sitting at like a, a, a tabletop facing a mirror. Like we didn't even get a real table. Um, the service was lacking. And like the, the, the food choices were like, you know, I'm looking at like, yo, I'm spending how much for lamb chops and I get like three of these bitches for 40 bucks. Like, what are y'all doing? Right. I was unhappy. I was unhappy with my choice to like to like to to, to check this spot out. Right. But meanwhile, I observed they're like, yo, maybe they got like some regulars. Maybe they have, you know, the people who are. Uh, there because they want to be seen being there and there's a lot of places not even just in detroit but some of these other places as well where people just want to be seen being there not necessarily about how good the food is how good the service is but everybody wants to be a fucking celebrity everybody wants to be seen being there this is the spot to be right and that's not just indicative in Atlanta. That happens in a lot of places all over this fucking country where the services like, yo, you get to say that you was here and fuck being there. Is the food good? Is the service good? Would I recommend this shit to somebody else after I left here? And that's what Keith Lee kind of exposed to a large degree for a lot of places, Right. The hey man, I went here, you know, like they like the service is kind of lackluster. They treated me like, but when they knew it was me, it was like, yo, then they were ready to roll out the red carpet. Hey, you should be ready to roll out the red carpet for anybody who is willing to spend their money with you. Treat everybody like you would treat a Keith Lee. And you won't have to worry about whether or not a Keith Lee review could either torpedo. Or rocket ship your shit to the stratosphere. Treat everybody the way that you would treat a Keith Lee. That way, word of mouth is more organic. You ain't got to worry about social media. It's organic. Hey, man, they got good shit going on over there. They got good food over there. Man, I was over there. Cheryl took care of me over there. And if you do that, 
You ain't got to worry about whether or not Keith Lee says anything good or bad about you because you're treating every fucking body with the level of respect that they deserve because they're spending money with you. And they could be spending their money any motherfucking where. But they decided on this day, at this moment, they're spending their money with you. So the, 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 the interesting thing about Ocho Cinco talking about like, hey, he talking bad about black businesses, this and that's some bullshit. Nah, bruh. You get good service wherever you go because of who you are. Meanwhile, Keith Lee is saying, like, basically, hey, we should be getting good service regardless. I shouldn't have to be a former NFL wide receiver in order to receive good service. I shouldn't have to do that. You should be willing to give me that said service regardless of if I got 14 million followers on TikTok or whether I work. 25 hours at the plant. I should be able to get the same fucking service from you that you will be giving this goddamn, you know, multimillionaire. Real talk. So I respect Keith Lee for that shit. I don't respect it, you know, the Uncle Remus shit, you know. But that's just me as a Chicagoan. And uh, that's what it is. Now, we got some comments here. And Sharon, let me make sure I highlight some folks. We got GS28 here in the chat room, man. And uh, it's, 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 uh, it's like for restaurants to tighten up on their customer service, stop treating customers like dope fiends. Real talk. That's what it is. That's what it motherfucking is. Stop treating us like dope fiends. If you want people to review you well, treat your customers fucking well, man. It's not hard, man. It's not hard. GS28 also goes on to say in the chat room, he says, uh, also, while they're at it, stop building the menu around fettuccine, Alfredo, hookah, and shrimp. We eat more than just, hey, man, I'm just saying. I like a good fettuccine. I ain't going to even lie to you. I like a good fettuccine. I ain't never smoked no hookah, but I hear you, brother. I hear you on the real talk. And uh, Illuminated 6-6. Six, six, not Illuminated 6-6. Six, 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 man, what the hell? Eyeball sources? I mean, shit, nigga. I'm giving you the sources while I'm talking about the sources. God damn, what are you doing? Come on, man. You can't be out here with the 666 and talking about sources, my nigga. Come on, what are you doing? Jesus Christ. Mm, that's nasty. That's so nasty. But, uh, yo, man, it's time for us to get on up out of here. I've been running my mouth for a long goddamn time, man. I told y'all it was going to be a long show, man. Real talk. I told y'all it was going to be a long one. But, of course, before we get on up out of here, I got to remind you guys how to get in touch with us here at this Mrs. Pan Official Podcast and let your voice be heard. You can go ahead and hit us up at our hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313-288-0485. Leave us those voicemail messages. Of course, those messages will get played here live on the show and responded to in kind. You can also email us here at feedback at thespanreport.com. That's feedback at thespanreport.com. Go ahead and leave us those emails. And, of course, those emails will get read here and reply to here live as well. Um, follow me on Twitter, Threads. Instagram, spill all them shits at Mr. Underscore Span. Follow your man Span. Chop it up with your man Span throughout the week. Also, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and or Spotify. Those five-star reviews are the ones that get ready here live on the show. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. Doesn't cost you a dime. Just a couple minutes of your time. To let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the Miss Span Official Podcast and the Span Report Podcast Network in its entirety. And also, go to www.thespanreport.com. Go ahead and leave us uh, comments, 
re, uh, re, uh, replays of the show. You can view those there. You can vote in the polls when we decide to put those polls up. You can donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And, of course, we really do appreciate everybody dying over here at the Mrs. Man Official Podcast and the Span Report Podcast Network specifically. And also, man, if you're watching us here live on YouTube or on Facebook, Leave those comments in this on those videos, man. We will reply to those uh, those comments here, and we will talk to you about those comments here. And we really appreciate everybody who does that, right? But um, yo, man, I've been talking for a long goddamn time, and I will talk to you guys again soon. But until next time, fam, peace. <laughs>